0: Hey everybody, it's uh, the Old World Gamer, along well, with Scott Devin Kane. we're back, for some, is, uh, India back for some more and, oh, Retro Indie Pixels podcast, oh, gotta love Pixels that, Pixels look what, what do I got done here, and, let's uh, mute my stream, there we go. <laughs> I had to do the same thing, I'm like, whoa. Uh,
1: <laughs> So, apologize for not being here last week, YouTube had a whole bunch of problems, and Discord had a whole bunch of problems, all like, because
0: of Google. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so instead of having a half-assed podcast where we don't know whether or not we're going to be able to show you anything, we figured. Let's just give you a real podcast next week so that you guys, mm-hmm. you know, get quality, quality stuff. Um, just gonna, I'm going to lead off. Um, just saying that it, today is June 9th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands 2 the uh, the DLC between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. It's um, uh, Captain Lilith's Defense of... Uh, I think it's called Captain Lilith's Defense, uh, Defense of... or the last Defense of Sanctuary. Now I'm going to have to look this up. Uh, for... <laughs> what is it? What is it called? Borderlands 2. Alright, Captain Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. There you go. So, that released today so if you have not picked that up yet it's going to uh span what happened between borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 i'm really hoping it kind of ties in a couple of the tales of the borderlands stuff so if you play any sort of borderlands you can pick that up oh what did i do oh you didn't right. do anything don't worry about them okay okay <laughs> So if you do not have anything to add right away, Stefan, I will take off. With, oh no! With my you news. are going
0: with your news immediately, I am, sir. I am going with my news right away. All,
2: All right. right
1: um, first things first. Uh, Shemu Three, which is slated for coming or going out for the PS4 and the PC, will not be getting an Xbox One release. Uh, Simu 3, the upcoming sequel to the beloved Forklift Simulator, will not be getting an Xbox One release. You might be wondering how the question emerged in the first place. Simu 3 was announced at Sony's E3 press conference in 2015 after all, and confirmed only for PS4 and PC. Well, fans, this week uncovered an Xbox One logo in the source code of the game's official, official pre-order page. The publisher's Deep Silver was quick to squash the new hope. So Yu Suzuki's Opus is due out November 19th of this year, and Alex recently dug into 15 whole minutes of Shenyu 3 uh, Shenmue three get gameplay footage over on uh, VG 24 7. So if you guys are interested in seeing any of the Shenyu 3 stuff, you can head on over there. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to Shenyu 3.
0: Um, I didn't play much of the first one. I didn't have a Dreamcast growing up, so... I didn't yeah,
1: Shimia was one of those, like, <sighs> if you had a Dreamcast, it was one of those you really needed to play it sort of thing. So, if you grew up without the Dreamcast, you kind of missed out on it, which is unfortunate, but there's definitely plenty of ways to be able to go back and play those older games, and if you haven't you really should. Shenmue is an amazing series. Man. Oh yeah,
2: one of my
0: buddies had it. I, I specifically remember something along the lines of hey, got any gum? No. Okay. I'm just like uh, what is <laughs> happening here?
1: <laughs> there
0: are some strange moments. But, I mean, that kind of goes with any game. But Shenmue 3,
1: November, November 19th, 2019. Um, if you have not seen, uh, Google Stadia is going to be Google's uh, big streaming service that they're going to be coming out with relatively soon, I want to say. Well, no, in the next six months at some point. But uh, Google Stadia's new internet giant game streaming service will launch subscription only in November of this year. The Pro Sub will cost $9.99 a month and support streaming up to 4K at 60 FPS with HDR and five point one surround sound. It'll also include Destiny 2, alongside the previous add-on Shadowkeep and an annual pass. The Surfaces games are headlined by Destiny 2, the Division 2 Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Doom and the three most recent Tomb Raider games, but only older games will be included in the subscription. Access to the newer titles will be bought separately and there'll be exclusive discounts on the Stadia store. You'll need Google's Chromecast. To run Stadia at launch, although it will later work with any Google service that runs Chrome. Matters Edition, available for $130, will include a limited edition Blue Google GamePad and a Chromecast Ultra. The launch will cover excuse me, 14 countries Belgium, Finland, Canada, Denmark, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and the United States. You'll also need a 10 mega, or 10 megabyte download and a one megabyte upload. Oh, okay. 10 meg down, one meg up at minimum to be able to use it, or 30, uh, 35 for 4K and optimal comfort. So Goal is going to have its own streaming services. You know, I don't understand why this... I mean, is Twitch really going to be that much of... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really not really catching why. I mean, maybe there's something here that I, I don't see, but I don't know. It's like If I'm going to be streaming stuff, you know, we, you can still use Twitch. I mean, not like, you know, <laughs> the cards are all that difficult to find anymore. Well, dude,
0: so. with the way that the, that the world's going, something new is going to change at some point. It's not yeah. going to just I be mean, Twitch
1: forever it over Maybe it'll be. I realize my microphone is way across over here. Jeez, please Hey, maybe you guys can hear me now. <laughs> yeah, a bit more, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, maybe it's going to be a thing where they're going to be able to, like, front page you on Google or something like that. It's like, hey, you're big, big name dudes streaming on Stadia. I don't know. But, um,. To follow up on this, this is going to be the one thing that kind of kills me with the thought of using Stadia, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is Google Stadia is going to use a lot of data.
2: Oh, gorgeous.
1: Google Stadia's first Connect stream yesterday gave us hard numbers on the game streaming service, and the math presents a sobering reality when it comes to data. A terabyte for every 65 hours of play. PC Gamer did all the adding up, and it worked out that with a bitrate of 35 meg, 4K streaming in Stadia will require 15.75 gig per hour. Yeah. Not nothing if you're dealing with a monthly cap on your internet usage. You can stream Stadia at a lesser, revu- re- lesser resolution, which comes out to 9 gig per hour at 1080p or 4.5 gig at 720p.
0: Jesus, what kind of fucking Compressioner do you use, man? For I, that large? It doesn't even make sense. I... I... I, I it, it just doesn't make any
1: sense to me. It's like, that's a lot, man. I mean, especially with like uh, the, the people who are in like you know, regions where you know, you have to pay a little extra for your internet or you, you're going out of the way. Some of these people are gonna have like their data cap and... just. I mean, 15. the way this looks right gigs? now, it's
0: it's the same thing as saying with the VHS ages, saying like, "Oh, hey, you want to record a two-hour movie? That's going to require like ten tapes." It's like, wait, what? No, yeah, why? But... Why should it be like this? Like that? Like it doesn't make sense. Four point five gigs for an hour at seven twenty p. There's something wrong with that to me. I'm not trying yeah. to run. Even at seven twenty p. It's like,
1: I don't know, man. It's just. You really have to throttle yourself that that, that far down graphically just to be able to not have to use almost 16 gig an hour.
0: Yeah, it's that's like, ridiculous. well. Yeah. And again, I mean that is 4K. So I mean it's understandable, but I mean I mean Jesus. sure,
1: but at the same time it's like mm, even 1080p is nine gig. It's like which doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make
0: any sense. Half of 4K would be 2K technically, which should mean that it should be around about of eight gigs at 2K and 4K at ten eighty. So that would be a little bit more manageable. And and even if it was two gigs for an hour at seven twenty, that would be more manageable. What like what world even like even at that, like I I guess uh, you know, for those data sizes, that's that's still large. Like, two gigs for an hour at 720 would still be pretty fucking massive. Yeah, it's
1: still, and and you're talking about, they're talking about it being 4.5 at 720.
0: Like, do they not realize not everyone's sitting at home with an 80-inch, like, fucking 8K TV, curved TV, with, you know, like, Jesus Christ, man.
1: let's be realistic about this. How many people do you think use their PC or, like, their TV to watch streams or something like that?
0: Oh, God, maybe I would maybe say... Maybe half? Oh, definitely. Probably more than that.
1: But, honestly, I think a lot of people will, use, like, use their phones for streaming stuff and stuff like that. Like, if you're at work or, you know, you're in your car on the way to work or on your way home or something like that. I feel like I see... I Like, when I'm at work, I see a lot of people streaming. Like, not streaming, but watching streams at work and using their phones to do so. Hmm. I think the age of, you know streaming, you know, or, or watching streams on your phone is going to start becoming more and more and more prevalent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, what, would it, 15.75 for a 4K connection
0: so some guy can watch it on their phone? Yeah, exa- well, I mean, think about it this way even, Scott, like, how many people on YouTube do you think upload the videos in 4K, even the most popular people? Oh, very few exactly so i mean if 4k is like sure i can understand wanting it at home for your television wanting it for your movies sure. you know that that's what it was more or less made for when you're a streamer or even a video producer on a low budget amateur scale 4k is not the way to go do you know how long it takes to render fucking do oh. you no i don't
1: even mean, <laughs> I mean probably PC's just for doing that alone. They're gonna have to change something. You know. So something something definitely has to switch up here because this is the numbers that they're giving out right here are just oof, way too give. high. Something's gotta give. Well <sighs> Nice talking to you StarCraft fans. But here's another game. Here's another one. The course of StarCraft spinoff games lingers with another cancellation. A new Kotaku report claims that a first-person shooter take on the Strategy King was in development for over two years, several sources claims. Built on an Overwatch foundation, Ares was described as like Battlefield in the StarCraft universe. Development builds had a Terran player gunning down Zerg foes with plans for playable aliens on the table. But the project was canned by higher-ups along with an unannounced mobile title. I'm looking at you, on Blizzard is allegedly pulling sources on two big titles, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. We've heard that Diablo we've heard about Diablo 4 for close to a year now. Devil's Return was rumored to be announced at last year's Blizzcon. dead. Agitated fans got the mobile spin-off Diablo and Mortal. But in one form or another, we know Diablo 4 exists. Overwatch 2 is a tougher call. We can't see Blizzard pulling the plug on the game's competitive success. But there's always been a crowd demanding more pve elements and kotaku and sources claims overwatch 2 will deliver a couple of blizzard sources noted that the project had strong left for dead vibes which is what i was going to compare it to later we've already seen the team experiment with this with through the annual archive events like this year's storm rising before uh, overwatch 2. uh it would be neat to see a version of overwatch lean into this it also make a, a It'd also make a lot more sense for these heroic super chums to dedicate a game to fighting evil rather than bashing each other's skulls in. This isn't the first time StarCraft tie in has kicked the bucket. Third person sneaker StarCraft Ghost infam- infamously vanished after a bombastic announcement back in 2006. Trust me, I was. oof, for that. It was similarly shelled to bring more bodies onto a bigger project. World of Warcraft was becoming a phenomenon, and Blizzard was struggling to keep up. Blizzard hasn't formally announced any of the three projects, but it did deliver a statement to Kotaku, talking about tough choices were made when canceling games. As has been the case at Blizzard numerous times in the past, there's always been a possibility that we'll make the decision not to move forward on a given project, wrote Blizzard. Announcing something before we feel it's steady stands the risk of creating a lot of frustration and disappointment. No layoffs were made over this cancellation.
2: <laughs> what is
1: Blizzard? I don't understand you. You will go through the effort of remaking StarCraft, the original StarCraft. You will HD remaster the whole game. Now, mind you, I think it looks great. The the new HD remastered StarCraft that you that you put on your Blizzard are uh, on your your uh, for your game looks great. I I love it. I, I love the fact that I'm going back, you know, with my brother. We're playing old StarCraft stuff again. But you keep doing this to your franchise, and people are going to stop dedicating themselves to a game when you just continue to.
0: No, what are going to do stuff. is they're going to do their own thing eventually, because they're going to get pissed off that they're not. All the StarCraft players are going to be pissed off that not every you know that Diablo or oh my fucked. god. He- <laughs> that Blizzard is going through the trouble of, you know, hey, let's let's get your hopes up, guys. Let's get your hopes up. Oh, remember all those people working on your game? Fuck you. We're gonna take them to work on our more popular games. It's like, right. come on, man. Like, you're a fucking huge company. Are you serious? You need to pull people off another team just to get other games made. What is wrong right. with
1: you? I don't, I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, it's not as if StarCraft
1: is an unpopular series. <laughs> Do you realize that StarCraft competitive is still a thing? Yeah. Do you realize that StarCraft competitions are still happening? You know how old StarCraft is? Let's give you a date. The OG StarCraft was 1998. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. 1998. 1998. You gave us a remastered version 20 years later. Okay, cool. you We're talking about a franchise which is now 21 years old. 21 years old. And people still play. Still play. So, to say that you need to take people off of a StarCraft game to go work on some other franchises, I don't understand you. I don't understand it.
0: You know, it's hard finding lots of people who want work in programming and coding, especially to work at Blizzard, you know. It's right. not like they're a big company that, you know, would pay good money to have you work for them. Right. And <laughs> here's the thing. I,
1: if, it weren't for, if it weren't for Capcom, Blizzard would probably be my favorite gaming franchise, Okay. Uh, 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 or a gaming company i should say i i have played diablo faithfully since the first game okay i mean god we're, gonna, we're probably gonna play diablo when we're done with the podcast here i'm just saying we're gonna play the og calling you know diablo you know what i'm saying i love diablo mm-hmm. i love the War, warcraft series the warcraft series has such a deep lore such deep lore mm-hmm. you're, you're you're bringing out a remastered warcraft 3 Okay. And I'm going to call bullshit on you, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. When you say something along the lines that this has been a case of Blizzard numerous times in the past. Or <laughs> Announcing something before we feel it's steady, or before it's ready, stands the risk of creating a lot of frustration and disappointment. Mm-hmm. I was a beta tester for the Frozen Throne, and you put that out before it's ready, so I don't want to hear it.
0: Hey, but look, look at this, Scott. From from the team that was working on this, no layoffs were made over the cancellation. Right, well meaning that they had they actually used every single fucking person. Hmm. Stark okay, Blizzard. <sighs> the
1: rush listen to me here. Listen to me here. Alright. Overwatch isn't going anywhere. It's still super popular, still hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, are playing it every single day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Overwatch isn't going anywhere. Okay. Diablo 3 is still being played. Yep. Diablo 2 is still being played for not. <laughs> Diablo 1 still being played. I mean, GOG just re- just, you know, released Diablo plus Hellfire. You sound people good. People are going to eat that shit up. I know. I know. The fact that they just released Hellfire for that, I already talked to them about it and responds responded to me, but that
2: people are still news. playing
1: these games, all right? StarCraft is a 20 plus year old IP. People want stuff for this. Alright? So, (coughs) you have already done this to us with Ghost. Alright? And people were... We were ecstatic for Ghost. Trust me. People wanted Ghost so badly. Mm Alright? But that got cancelled. You even did as much as paid homage to it in World of Warcraft. The fact that Ghost got cancelled. People want this stuff. Start doing it.
0: And all the other right, thing man. is, don't make the same mistake as Bethesda did. Don't True. fucking grab all these people, throw them on these teams to rush out the new Diablo and new Overwatch. Because you know what happens then. Same thing that happened to Bethesda. Oh, guys, here's Fallout 76. Here, take it immediately. Oh, this is not what we really want. Oh, yeah. shit. We, we put it out too fast? Yeah, slightly. Like the other like was it Fallout Four came out like just a few months before it really or yeah. a year or something before? like not was. that not that long. God damn. So, I'm hoping that
1: what what Steve is saying in the stream that people may be so disgusted with this announcement that they might <laughs> reconsider going back into this. Mm-hmm. Because I want a new starcraft game but i don't want an rts okay we have we already have starcraft all right we don't need a new starcraft rts people are still playing that you just gave us warcraft all right so overwatch is still popular overwatch is still being played you don't need to mess with that all right so that leaves diablo do should you be working on diablo yes but i don't think you should be taking every everyone away from this starcraft project to go work on a game like Overwatch 2, which has more maybe single player aspect to it, than to make a new StarCraft game that everybody wants. Trust me. If you went and you announced that you were going back to StarCraft Ghost, whew, oh, oh, people would be happy with that.
0: Now, the reason that they don't focus on fan favorites first is because the fan favoritism of StarCraft is probably dwarfed by the favoritism for stuff like World of Warcraft and Overwatch Mm. and uh, fucking Diablo. I'm not saying that there's not a huge fan base for it, but I'd say if you compare Diablo's fan base and StarCraft's fan base, there's a huge dip. And that's probably why it's like, hey, what guarantees us money... We didn't put out a new StarCraft yet, but we put out three, four Diablos. Let's get another one out there. Money.
1: <laughs> Probably. Um, <coughs> so uh, I'm going to move on from this because I can sit here and talk about oh, Blizzard yeah. all day. Uh, Darksiders Genesis takes place before the first game, coming to consoles, PC, and Stadia. Darksiders Genesis is the next game in the THQIP, and it's coming to consoles, PC, and Stadia. The latest game in the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse series, Darksiders Genesis, will star war and introduce a strife. It also takes place before the events of the first Darksiders. THQ handed over the teaser trailer, and the store page on Amazon has provided the details. Uh, from the dawn of creation, the Council has maintained the balance across existence. Carrying out their orders are the Horsemen, Nephilim, who have pledged themselves to the Council and have been granted immense power. This is basically just going over the story of uh, Darksiders. But uh, the top down style is very reminiscent of Diablo style RPGs and is set to feature all sorts of puzzles, exploration, boss battles, and of course, loads of combat. Last week, the game, the name Darksiders Genesis, got out, so the title is not breaking news. Uh, Release date has not been provided, but we expect that drop to happen at E3 2019 unless it is leaked beforehand.
2: Wow, they've it already announced for
1: Stadia? Yeah. jeez. Expect, expect it to be available on PC, PS4, Stadia, Switch, and Xbox One sometime this year. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Darksiders a little bit. So, uh, yeah. I am definitely looking for <laughs> to it. Um, I love War. I think War is one of like the coolest video gaming characters ever. And just by like the picture of like the box art that's going to be there, boy, I going to tell you War with Guns. I'm gonna be real happy with this. Looks kind of cool, unless that's <laughs> not War. Unless oh, never mind. War's underneath it. Man, I thought that was War with Guns.
0: Never mind. It's strife. You can have a new person. He's fancy. Yeah,
1: I know. I, know.
0: <laughs> I wanted War to have guns, man. What? Hmm. I'm
1: sorry, Scott. Yeah, I know. But um, Warren Strife in a, in a Dark Siders prequel. Or, yeah, I, I. You're probably going to see me playing this at some point because I love me some Dark Uh, moving on. Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, boy. (laughs) Elder Elder Scrolls 6 is designed to be played for a decade
2: or more.
1: That's that's, that's 10 years, folks. Skyrim? A flash in the pan. The Elder Scrolls 6 is a game designed for people to play for a decade at least, Todd Howard says. It is... In fact, it's a long-scale tale of Skyrim that's inspired Bethesda's approach to its sequel. People are still (coughs) playing Skyrim, and it's one of the best-selling games. I know people joke about it online, but it's one of the best-selling games on Switch. Anything we put it out on, it becomes a hit game, and they love it. It's almost infinitely playable of all of the mods and everything like that. Skyrim has been out for eight years, and Bethesda Game Studios has released two huge RPGs in the, RPGs in the Fallout universe since. But appetite for sweet rolls and the Elder Scrolls in general is insatiable. Insatiable. It lets us know going into Elder Scrolls 6 that this is a game we need to design for people to play for at least a decade. At least... We'll have to stick with Skyrim for a long while yet. Bethesda Game Studios current project is a sci-fi RPG Starfield, because Howard and Company believe this is the time for it. <sighs> wow. <coughs> a decade is ten years, guys. Mm-hmm. Skyrim is has been out for eight, and people are still Skyriming. Mm-hmm. Now, can you imagine that this is going to be another game Another game that people are going to dedicate ten years of their life to.
0: I'm just. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I, Bethesda, please put us into Black Marsh. That would be so fucking awesome. Do you realize,
2: all
1: right, that going from Skyrim over to Elder Scrolls Six? means that people who actually dedicate themselves to the same amount of time to Elder Scrolls VI as they did to Skyrim are going to have used 20 years of their life playing Elder Scrolls. Yep. And 20 years of their life playing two games. (laughs) Huh. And you thought Breath of the Wild had a big map? Can you imagine how huge this map has to be for there to have that much content? 10 years worth of content? Sorry, Scott. No, it's all good. (laughs) This game is going to be absolutely massive. If you thought Skyrim had a big map, or if you thought Breath of the Wild had a big map. My cat is flipping things apart. What are you doing? Sorry. No, anyone. <laughs> I saw this. And I couldn't help it. I had to go over this. Microsoft is making an Xbox body wash. So now you can smell <laughs> like second place in the console What's wars. What? What? My-
0: Wait, oh, what? Cat? Microsoft
1: creator of Zune and Connect is... <coughs> to release a line of Xbox-branded shower gel, deodorant, and body spray. The new product, which you can slather all over your body in order to pledge allegiance to your favorite multinational corporation, is in collaboration with Lynx. (sighs) The range smell is like pulsing green citrus featuring top notes of kaffir, lime, and winter lemon, aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage, a woody bottom notes of Patchouli and Clearwood, according to the press release seen by GameSpot, Seamus Backley, one of the o- original creators of Xbox, thinks this new range of body wash is a superb idea.
0: So Xbox links will be available in Australia and New Zealand. In July. So hold on. They, okay. So this. <laughs> What happened? Some so okay. They must have had some kind of like meeting and said, "Okay, guys, we've been doing pretty good with you know the whole Xbox thing. We need to find another way to make money." Any anyone got some ideas? Oh well, hey, I was thinking that maybe we should get into the body wash game. You know, shampoo, gel, all that good stuff. Maybe some deodorant. Oh my God, yes, that's exactly what we need. I mean, we do computers, we do consoles you know, electronics and stuff, why not jump into body wash? That makes sense, right? That's that's the next step. Oh, man, when are we getting Nintendo soap? Oh, can't wait. And uh, you get, like, little controller, and an NES controller, and just wash yourself with it? The buttons really work.
1: Seamus Buckley, Seamus <laughs> Blackley comments through Twitter, I seriously and honestly have no comment. I have no idea what a comment would even be on this. Coming I'm next. Just think, I'm frankly just thinking of going
0: and drinking heavily at this point. The Sony PlayStation Razer. For all your shaving needs. I just... why? Why? What? What? <laughs> And they already have plans for an Microsoft. extra large box or bottle. As if, like, already, like, hey, guys, you, you're never going to be able to get enough of our regular size bottles, so here's a bigger one. Microsoft,
1: <laughs> you do realize that half the people who play the Xbox and all that stuff don't even shower in the first place? So what the hell is all this shit going to do? You know what I'm saying? Jesus, like, man. Half of these kid gamers are it. Like, hey, Billy, I got you some extra <laughs> body wash. Thanks, Mom. Now, I need to shower for another week, but that's okay.
0: Will it fully unlock the full capability of the smell, or do I have to have Xbox Live first?
1: And you know what's going to be the bitch of all this shit? I'm going to buy all this body wash and shit, and I'm just going to go to use it, and the bottle's going to red ring anyway. So what the fuck difference is that going to make?
0: Oh, gross. I'm going to open the my Shit, what? God damn it! My body wash red ringed again! What the fuck? How come every time it touches water, it just turns red? <laughs> like... Uh, moving on!
1: <laughs> I, I got nothing else. Jumanji the video game announced for consoles and PC. Find the precious jewels of Jumanji in November when Jumanji the video game arrives on consoles and PC. Developed by FunSolve, Jumanji's the video game is based on the film franchise and tasked with saving the world and finding a way home. Expect the usual array of exotic creatures but you don't, or which don't have your best interest at heart. Also expect dangerous locations and coming into contact with Marauders in your quest to find the jewels. The game features up to four-player co-op online or in split-screen with four familiar characters to choose from. Dr. Smolder, Bravestone, Ruby Roundhouse, Franklin Mouse Finbar, or Professor Shelley Orberon. You can also combine their abilities to help out one another on your dangerous quest. Jumanji the Video Game releases November 15th on PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, just shy of one month before Jumanji 3 arrives in theaters.
0: So basically, it's one of those like games like Friday the 13th, where everyone kind of has to run away from Jason and escape the map. It's one of so those fucking
1: games. Let me let me ask you
0: something. No. Right?
1: If Dwayne Johnson wasn't in this movie, do you think that they would have made the
2: game?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm I'm dead serious. Do you think this is a game without Dwayne Johnson pasted on front of it? Probably yeah. not. Probably Put not. Put Robin Williams on her, yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Sega Genesis Mini. <clears throat> they now have all forty two games announced for it. Sega uh, Sega has announced the remaining games will be installed on the Sega Genesis Mini. The remaining titles you'll be able to play on the Mini system have been... I just just said that. Originally slated for 40, the Mini will instead have 42. Uh, The the games that have been announced for it are Alyssa Dragoon. Alyssa Dragoon. If you haven't played that game, it's actually really good. Columns, Darius. Darius? I'm really surprised to see that. Dynamite Heady, Eternal Champions, again another game I'm really surprised to see on there, oh, nice. Kid Chameleon, Light Crusader, Monster World 4, Road Rash 2, Strider, Tetris, and Virtua Fighter 2.
0: Kid Chameleon, baby! You know I had to go on, there so good!
1: The miniature console was based on the original Model 1 Genesis, which launched in October of 1998 in Japan. August 1989 in North America, November 1990 in other territories. Like I said that the miniature is 55% the size of the original Model 1. Inside the box, you'll find two replica three-button USB Genesis controllers, oh, nice. one USB micro B power cable, and an HDMI cable. So they're actually going to put two controllers in with it.
0: That's really yeah, good. Yeah, right.
1: That's a good idea. In North America, the box also includes power adapter. The Mini will launch September 19th and will run you $80, <coughs> uh, $80 North American. So... Not bad, not bad. Not that bad at all. Uh, the full list. Full list of games. Excuse me, as I go long-winded. Uh, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Alyssa Dragoon. Altered Beast. Beyond Oasis. Castle of Illusion. Dark Mickey Mouse. Castlevania Bloodlines. Columns. Comic Zone. Contra Hardcore. Darius. Dr. Robotniks. Mean Bean Machine. Dynamite Eddie. Earthworm Jim. Echo the Dolphin. Eternal Champions. Ghosts and... Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Golden Axe. Gunstar Heroes. Kid Chameleon. Landstalker. Light Crusader. Mega Man the Wily which that is like six games in one. Sure. Monster World Four, Fantasy Star Four, Road Rash, Signing Force, Shinobi Three, Sonic the Hedgehog One, Two, and Spinball, Space Harrier, Street Fighter Two Special Championship Edition, Nice Street, uh, Streets of Rage Two, Strider, Yeah, Strider, Super Fantasy Zone, Tetris, Thunder Force Three, Toe Jam and Vector Man, Virtual Fighter Two, Wonder Boy and Monster World. And World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck.
0: That is a fucking spectacular lineup,
1: dude. At forty-two games, technically like forty-eight because Mega Man Wily Wars is six games in one, so it's gonna be like almost like fifty games for eighty dollars American. Plus, you get all that that cool stuff. Plus, you get your USB controllers, which maybe might be like PC usable. Like, possibly. I mean, it says two replica three-button USB Genesis controllers. So maybe they might be able to, like, PC usable. I mean, that would be really cool if you, like, can, you know, do stuff from your PC with a Genesis controller.
0: I will say, it's funny not to see one sports game there.
1: Right? I mean, <coughs> it's kind of... It...
0: Genesis, in my opinion, Genesis always had the best sports games over Super Nintendo... You can yeah, fucking can't really... argue with me. Let's fight. Can't uh, argue you. <laughs> it just it was. Now don't get me wrong. The sound for a lot of those games were still terrible, but the gameplay was fucking oh, fantastic. game was good. Games were always good. Yeah, but uh, excuse me for
1: 80 dollars $80 American. It's a lot of games, man, and and
0: great games. I,
1: I will I will go through this list of games and can really say of all of those games are like a waste of time. All of these games are really good. Yeah. I mean some games that I'm really surprised like Eternal Champions I'm really surprised to see on that list.
0: Yeah, I am as well, actually. I I know there's a, a community for it, but I was never a huge fan of Eternal Champions, but I guess if you're really into fighting games and you want to amp up like the difficulty this game you can add in like fucking oh, traps oh. and like just shit oh. having like saw blades moving around on the screen and shit it's, it's... like fuck
1: Eternal Champions was such a hard game. Very much. And I'm yes. like, oh my god, it was mind-numbingly difficult. Like it's playing like single player hard mode.
2: I, I, I never I was so that game hard.
1: Um, um, the only thing I will say that I'm disappointed to not see on this list. Even though there's already three games dedicated, Sonic 3. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen Sonic 3 on this. But other than that, I mean, this whole thing is just the good game after good game after good game.
0: I felt the same forever. way about uh, Golden Axe and Streets of Rage. They could have added right. extras of those and it would have been yeah. fantastic. I mean, um, Scott nerds out a little bit
1: here. The Russo brothers are developing an animated Magic the Gathering series for Netflix. Ooh, that could uh, actually
0: be fun to watch.
1: Magic the Gathering is about to become a little more mainstream thanks to Wizards of the Coast, which is collaborating with Netflix and the Russo brothers on a new animated series. Joey and Anthony Anthony Russo will serve as executive producers on the series. Henry Gilroy, Henry Gilroy and Jose Monilla Monia Monilla I don't know will serve as lead writers and co executive producers. We have been huge fans and players of Magic: The Gathering for as long as it's been around. Your hey boy he plays a lot of Magic too. And being able to, to, to being able to help bring these stories to life through animation is pure passion project for us. The series, simply called Magic: The Gathering, will tell an entirely new story that expands on the stories of the Planeswalkers. For the uninitiated, Planeswalkers are heroes and villains in Magic that can wield magic who better to depict the magic than Bardell Entertainment, the studio that produced series like The Dragon Prince, Rick and Morty, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The the creatives there who work with whose work is also featured in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Batman the Animated Series, and the Lego movies will take on full production (coughs) of Magic the Gathering. Oof. Um, Um, That's gonna be decent. Magic has been around for over 25 years at this point. Uh, 1993 was when the game first came out. I don't even have to look that up because I've played Magic for over 25 years almost. Um, And being able to go deeper into the stories of the Planeswalkers is going to be absolutely priceless. I just have one request. Please don't fuck this up, yeah, magic has magic has needed like a mainstream something for a while now. Um, Wizards of the Coast, like for every new set, does like an animated trailer, and the animated trailer that they did for War of the Spark was one of the best gaming trailers I have seen for any game, and. I am not just saying that because I'm biased toward Magic the Gathering. It was godlike. If you have not seen it, go watch the preview animation for War of the Spark. It was amazing. It was so good. And they have never done anything like that before. They have never gone through the effort. Like They'll do like little animated shorts where like, still images do 3D stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like here's the next set, blah, blah, blah. They went all out for this, you know? Because, like, a story was coming to a head, you know? Over the last three sets, it's all about what's been going on with Nico Bolas and, you know, Nico's trying to take over all of the realms and blah, blah, blah. And War of the Spark was, like, the culmination of all of that. It had 32 planeswalkers in the set, which is unprecedented. Because sets normally never have any more than, like, five or six, Maybe. 32 was huge the basic you know the basic idea of war of the spark was that all of the Planeswalkers were all coming together to fight nico Bullish to either you know defeat him or just get completely absorbed by the dragon elder you know so learning where some of these characters have come from like there's like brand new characters from war of the spark like who the wanderer is or who who uh, or whatever the hell his name was like where did he come from or who Taiyo is or any of that stuff just being able to expand on those stories is going to take them some time and they definitely have a lot of planeswalkers they can go through so you know telling A deeper story about Chandra and her childhood what happened and Gideon's childhood like what happened to him on the streets of Theros that made it so that the spark ignited in him just being able to see some of the things that happened that made him the man that he is now you know so I am really looking forward to this I really hope it the Russo brothers I mean <laughs> they weren't directors for you know some of the Avengers movies just throwing that out there, you know, like endgame.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's in good hands, and I really hope that they do well with it and I want to see more Chandra stuff. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Also, thank you for the raids.
1: Oh hey! Didn't even get to see Daddy that. I was just talking I was too busy nerding out with Magic the Gathering. <laughs> So anyway, uh, moving on. Dragon Quest Twelve is happening. Work has already begun on Dragon Quest Twelve, the next mainline Dragon Quest game. DQ Twelve has been confirmed, but is in early stages of development. Executive producer and franchise director Yu Miyake announced in this to this in today's Dragon Quest stream, where we also had our first look at the at Dragon Quest Walk, the developer's Pokemon Go style game. Hmm. Um, as reported in Twinfinite, Miyake and series creator Yuji Hori, uh, Horai (I'm sorry, that is terrible) are currently in discussion over what, what the sequel should bring and how it's going to connect to the rest of the series. It's still early days, but Miyake wanted to let fans know that the team is already thinking about the next Dragon Quest game. Dragon Quest games are typically more popular in Japan than they are in the West, so expect the game to be released first in Japan before making its way across the pod. Um, I got to play a little bit of Dragon Quest XI. I don't actually own the game, which is kind of disappointing. But um, this this like Dragon Quest mobile game looks pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping it's actually pretty cool. Um, once I get more information about that, I will let you guys know. Um. So, to say that Dragon Quest is popular over in Japan, there is a law in Japan based around Dragon Quest. What? I don't know if you know about this. But um, there is a law in Japan that says on the release day of Dragon Quest games, it is illegal I don't know if it's illegal or you can be fined or something like that but to take off or skip school or anything like that on the day of a Dragon Quest release I believe you get fined or something you get a ticket or something like that so you're not allowed to take off work in Japan because Dragon Quest came out because there was some I remember this was many years ago but there was a release for a Dragon Quest game don't quote me on which one it was that it was so anticipated and so many people called out of work or left school or whatever it was that it caused, like, cities to shut down. Along those lines. Don't quote me on this, like, specific thing, but, you know what? Maybe I could even... I can... Quest. Like, like someone's not
0: gonna catch on, like, oh, okay, well, if I can't call in on the day that's, you know, released, I'll just do it tomorrow. okay. Yeah. Um oh, weekend's coming up, I guess we'll take out logist- money and Tuesday.
1: Okay, I was I was a little misinformed on this. Japan's legislator passed the law after Dragon Quest III was released in, in January of 1998. The law states that a new Dragon Quest game can only be released on Sundays or holidays to prevent school children from skipping school to buy a copy of the new game. Oh, wow. To
0: buy a copy. God. Jesus. There, it's... Yep. So, the... <sighs> It's not well, just—it seems silly, but pause loves
1: what? Dragon Quest Twelve in the making. Uh, Dragon Quest Walk. Um, I guess I'll go over that a little bit. I'm going to send this over to you, Stefan. I'll go. Uh, here you. Uh, here you go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over that a little bit here. Uh, Dragon Quest Walk has been announced for Japan at least, and it looks a lot like Pokemon Go, but with Dragon Quest flourishes. Dragon Quest Walk is an augmented reality mobile game in which monsters from Dragon Quest invade the world. Sounds like what will have been more traditional elements from the RPG series in it, too. The official site for the game is all in Japanese, but according to Kametsu, it offers some insight on how gameplay will work. Uh, Walk the fields and talk to townspeople while moving forward on your quest. Battle against various monsters, grow, prepare your equipment, and even challenge formidable enemies the game will have a closed beta on june 11th if you happen to be in japan you can sign up on their link according to Kometsu, during the live stream dragon quest executive producer yu miyake also alluded to talks that are happening about dragon quest 12 but said it was too early to discuss the game properly it remains to be seen if dragon quest walk will make it outside of japan just yet as the series is at its biggest in its homeland uh, DQ games have been historically released on Saturday in Japan because when the third game released series for the for the NES, there was an uptick in children skipping school to purchase and play the game. Meanwhile, we've got the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI coming later. Well, that's kind of a little that's a little old, but oh oh no no, I'm sorry, the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI coming later this year, and Dragon Quest Builders Two releasing next month. Um, I'd play this. I mean. Pokemon Go for me kind of got a little because it's like the same stuff all the time. If you're going to be able to like make a game that's like hey, this is like Pokemon Go but it's like progressive like you can build an RPG character and get better gear and fight bigger monsters and stuff like that I'd be all about that. That would be really cool. I think this is something that they've needed to do for Pokemon Go for a while. I realize that they added raid battles and stuff like that but it's like I don't know. Just to me, kind of just seems like it's the same stuff all the time. Where I have people at work, or at work that play it, they're like, "They're like, oh, I've done literally everything I can do for this game. I have every Pokemon, I have every one of them shiny, and they're all ninety-five percent or better." Blah blah. It's like, then what the hell are you doing? You know what? What's the point? So, like, having a game
0: where you're going to be able to like. It seems like a lot of these progress. games are also looking to make it so it's more multiplayer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I kind of wish that those games still uh, had a separate focus on the single player. So if you just wanted to go and chill by yourself, you could outside. Right. Whatever, right? All right. So.
1: All right. I saw this one, and I felt like I had to go. Cuphead is coming to Tesla cars. Here's an odd one. The notoriously difficult Cuphead is getting ported to uh Cars. Kind of. <coughs> cuphead is coming to Teslas, uh, specifically the Model 3, Model S and Model X. This news comes from IGN thanks to editor Ryan McCaffrey's Tesla focused podcast Ride the Lightning. Teslas have been able to run various arcade titles through their onboard computers for a while, but Elon Musk has been taking up his talking up his plans to get more games into cars since late last year. That's kind of cool. the, team at, the team at Tesla has been working on porting Unity over to their cars, and it seems that they've succeeded with help from Cuphead developer studio MDHR. Thanks to memory restrictions, only a small part of the game is up and running, in Quail Isle 1, the game's opening section. The game will need wired USB controller to run, and hopefully no one will be playing it while they're driving. Of course, you can now play the full version of Cuphead in any car, no matter how old beat up it might be, as long as you have a freaking switch! Also, these older cars are less likely to burst into flames! Ha! Tesla version of Cuphead does not have any form release date, as of yet, like all games available on the Tesla UI, it will only be available while the car is in park.
0: Ah, smart. <coughs> Why? I know. I mean, it'd be different if, like, if you had screens in the back seat, then, I mean, and then you That's could play. That that absolutely, would make sense. Absolutely. But I mean, like, yes, I, I can understand why they would lock it out while you're, you know, you, while you're driving. But if there was a back seat option as well, so that, like, if you had kids, you could be like, okay, I can click on this and you get it to start for them back there, and they can just start up their game. You know, or maybe they have like a, a separate mini screen in between both the seats where they can choose what they both want to play, or whatever the case may be. Right. You know. I just, I don't, I don't get this.
1: What is the need to have a video game? Like,
2: I, like okay. I get, you know well, what? If I'm you're a
0: hardcore th- gamer, though, this would be something that you'd want. this would, I mean, I might guess. actually put it put it in your mind, like, hey, wait. Tesla cars come with games built into their fucking car. <laughs> I'm actually going to think about going and getting a Tesla car because I mean, if they're not horrible, fuck it. Video games the car whenever I'm parked, deadly. You know, you, yeah, you're I, waiting I, for I, the misses at the mall yeah. while she's gone in to grab something. See, play fucking run a cup
1: That right there is the only thing that I could possibly say makes any sort of sense as to why you would ever need a game in your car.
0: Oh, you're going camping, and and you know, and the kids are going to the beach, and Mrs. taking a nap. All right, jump in the car and have a game of cuphead, roll down the windows, best con. (laughs) See, I'll, I'll find great, plenty of great uses for it. You know, imagine if you're someone who's working security. You know, in their own car, and you're looking after like uh, you know construction site. So you're there for you know hours on end. While while you're parked there, you can play your cuphead or whatever other arcade games they've built. So I I can understand the use of it, but yeah. The practical application, Elon
1: Musk, you are a strange, strange fucking human being. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: And I'm just throwing it at your wannabe buddies. (laughs) Hi. These when I'm Tesla's. I'm just saying. I, I don't even want to care. I'll just hang out. He seems like he's a pretty. He sounds like he's a cool guy, but he's got
1: some strange ideas. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'll listen to him. Uh, July will be the release date for a release window date or date for Kittens of Hyrule for the Switch. And by July, he means
0: June. To... Uh, Yeah, June. <laughs> June. He's just trying to get you guys to get it later so he gets to play for a month first. Yeah, right. <laughs> a release window has been provided for Cadence of Hyrule, a
1: mashup of The Legend of Zelda and Crypt the Necrodancer. Nintendo of Japan provided a July... June release date window for Cadence of Hyrule during a recent indie once they on YouTube. Earlier this week, the source code for Nintendo of America's website listed the game for June <coughs> 20th, June 20th release. However, Nintendo has yet to make a formal announcement, so we'll just have to wait, take the date for what it is for now. The company hosts its annual Nintendo Direct E3 this year, so we'll likely have the June Whoa. date confirmed at this time. But, that's not cadence of viral.
0: No. What the hell? That's another game, I've seen that game before, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really good game. That's not cadence of Hyrule. What the hell? Oh, here we go. There we go. There
1: we go. So you can uh, Nintendo announced Cadence of Hyrule uh, at its uh, Nindie Springs Showcase in March. The rhythmic action adventure title for brace yourself from brace yourself Game brings the gameplay of Crypt of the network Dancer to the Legend of Zelda series. You can play as either Link or Zelda while exploring a randomly generated overworld and dungeon on a quest to save Hyrule. The Switch game includes 25 remixed Legend of Zelda tunes, alongside modern-looking Lionels and Hyrulean soldiers of old. Um... I was already a fan of Crypt of the Necrodancer. And... Oh... Putting a Zelda theme to, like, a, like a, giving us a new Zelda game and Crypt of the Necrodancer game at the same time? You know for damn sure that as soon as I find out that this game has released, I am absolutely going to be playing this game. I already, like, I spent three hours playing Breath of the Wild this afternoon, and I love Crypto the the Necrodancer, so putting it together seems pretty good to me. Um... Just a quick over on this one. Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Neverwinter Nights, Planescape Torment coming to consoles. Enhanced edition versions of the classic D&D RPG Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Neverwinter Nights, and Planescape Torment are coming to consoles. Skybound Games, Beamdog, and Just Four Games are bringing enhanced physical versions of Baldur's Gate and its expansion of Siege of Dragonspear, Baldur's Gate 2, Planescape Torment, Icewind Dale, and Neverwinter Nights to retail. All are expected to release on September 27th, except for Neverwinter Nights, which will be made available December 6th. If you have yet to play any of these awesome games, definitely, definitely play these games. Uh, Each release will contain all relevant DLC and expansions. Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition Pack will contain the original Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition and its sequel, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition. Includes all DLC and restored, restored quest content, as well as the Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear expansion, Featuring new and original or featuring <coughs> new original content developed by BeamDog to bridge the two games. Uh, Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition and Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition uh, both games will be in one package with all respective DLCs. And Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition includes 10 standalone D&D based adventures featuring co-op and online multiplayer. Um, BeamDog has improved, or improved all titles to support HD screens, optimized console controls, and new customization possibilities an online multiplayer mode, and a redesigned interface and more. Each pack will run $49.99, or your regional equivalent. Um, If you haven't played any of these games, they're all really good. Like, all of these games are, like, really good. I I especially like the Baldur's Gate series. Um, So, and Neverwinter Nights, if you haven't played, is also just a really, really good game. So... If you haven't played any of these games, you're definitely going to get like an HD upgrade to be, you know, to some really, really good classic DD games. Um, perennial story here is, is Twitch is now requiring two-factor authentication for new streamers, following the artifact debacle. Twitch trolls who had been using artifacts channel to stream anything but the game have been shut down over the past few days. Which this was uh, late May, by the way. You may have noticed that Valve's artifact was ranking higher than usual among Twitch's viewership. The game the game, jumped up to the first page after languishing towards the end of the list for months. Of course, this was not due to a sudden, link, uh, sudden interest in artifact, it was just streamers trolling. Over the course of the most recent long weekend, for a couple of days this week, thousands of Twitch viewers turned to watch porn, sports events, and pretty much anything but Valve's troubled card game. <laughs> This particular phenomenon is not unique to Artifact, but usually catches up in quick and shuts down the offenders. Perhaps Artifact's lack of popularity, coupled with the timing of the long weekend, had something to do with how slow Twitch has been to react. After (coughs) initially preventing new accounts from streaming, the site has since restored the ability. The only change, however, is that new Twitch streamers will now have to enable two-factor authentication before they can stream. The site has been cracking down on unsanctioned streams since the issue came to light, and it looks like everything is back to normal now. You can tell because Artifact dove down into the void of 500 or sub 500 viewer games Hopefully, you managed to catch some of that action before the hammer came down. Um, it happens. <laughs> 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 Just leave it. Leave it to the internet to ruin everything. Even crap card games. Alright, folks. So, um... I'm going to gush about Pokemon for a bit here. If you don't see Scott's hands, you know what. So, uh... Yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield, release date, starter Pokemon setting, and new features and more. So it's time for a new Pokemon generation. Soon trainers will be able to adventure in a new world of Pokemon Sword and Shield there's a lot of new additions this time around sword and shield represent a major shift for pokemon first time the series has ventured off the nintendo's current handhold system to bring the main series to a full power console nice. of, though of course that transfer is aided by the fact that nintendo switch is both portable and tv bound all at once hmm. it also looks pretty great developer game freak says that they're aiming to make this the greatest pokemon yet after excuse me after a step back into the more simplistic beginner-friendly design of Pokemon let's go Pikachu and Eevee this game is meant to be a fully fledged properly complex Pokemon experience once again Uh, Uh, the release date is going to be Nintendo or Nintendo I'm sorry for the Nintendo switch on November fifteenth, 2019 this is a worldwide release and was announced as part of special July Pokemon broadcast What exactly will you be enjoying come November? Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, starter Pokemon. um, We've already had these guys out for a little while now. It's Grookey, Scorbunny, and uh, Sobble. Uh, Grookey is the grass chimpanzee. Scorbunny is a rabbit. uh, The fire rabbit. And uh, Sobble is a water lizard sort of thing. I swear to God, Scorbunny had best not turn into a fighting type. Because oh, yeah. if we have another goddamn fucking fire fighting starter, <sighs> as it stands right now, we don't really know anything. About evolution starters, or what the secondary types, or what what they're going to be when they evolve. So we'll have to just keep an eye on that. Uh, the Galar region, as uh, always, new Pokemon game means new region for the Pokemon to explore. The Pokemon world is much like our own. Past games have seen areas of land regions based on places in the real world. X and Y took place in an area designed to look like part of France, for example. Uh, Pokemon Black and White were based on New York City and the surrounding areas. Pokemon Sun and Moon were obviously set in Hawaii. Many of the original games are likewise based on various areas of Japan. Pokemon Sword and Shield is no different. It appears that it's going to be based off the United Kingdom. The map has some recognizable nods to the United Kingdom and actually looks like the UK flipped upside down if you look carefully. On top of that, there's a distinct old English feel to what you've seen in the world so far. We'll likely soon learn if this is correct via interviews and a confirmation that this region is near Kalos <coughs> or Kalos, Kalos, I don't know if it's Kalos or Kalos. I'm not sure, which is based off of France, which would also confirm that. Uh, Pokemon Company describes Galar as an expansive region with diverse environments, an idyllic countryside, contemporary cities, thick forests, and craggy snow-covered mountains. The people and the Pokemon who live work together closely to develop new industries in the region. Fans will have an opportunity to visit various gyms in the Galar region in their quest to become champion. Galar will, of course, be home to new breeds of Pokemon, though we haven't been introduced to, uh, to any part of the starter Pokemon just yet. Uh, which is no longer true, because... Uh, I wanted to talk about this last week on the podcast, but... uh, Oh, no. This is only from a couple days ago. This is actually an updated version of the story. But that's not true anymore, because there's a new steel-flying-type Pokemon, and I really like the way he looks. I'm not going to (laughs) talk about him. Uh, uh, New features. It's about a new region, new starter, of course. A new game. And a new region means a raft of new features and additions to the wider world of Pokemon. Here's a list of the new features to expect in Pokémon Sword and Shield. Uh, all new Pokémon species, including new legendary Pokémon. Um, they have already showed what the Sword and Shield legendaries are, with uh, zykian and Z- uh, Zamazenta. Uh, Zamazenta is the Shield Pokémon, and Zacian is the the, the Sword Pokémon. Um, I like the way that they look. I think they're pretty cool. i Think it might be like a rainbow lichen rock with swords and shields on their faces, but whatever. They still really look pretty cool in my opinion. I really like, I really like their design. Um, Dynamax is going to be a new way to fight giant Pokemon. Every Pokemon game has some sort of cute gimmick that you can't help but suspect was added because it looked great in trailers. But for Pokemon Sword and Shield, a feature is Dynamax. Dynamax lets you battle Pokemon as normal, but on a huge scale. Like a gigantic scale. Just look at the Pikachu in the image a few headers above. That's a Dynamax Pikachu. Yeah, That's where that happened. Um, the Dynamax Pokemon isn't just bigger. It's more powerful, dealing huge damage. <coughs> it works once per battle and only lasts three turns. And it also plays a huge role in Stadium, which are the Galar region versions of the Pokemon Gyms. Pokemon that are Dynamax will also gain new special move called Max Moves which are in turn determined by a Pokémon's broader moveset. I've already seen memes about this, where, like, you died to Max and Electro to use a self-destruct and everybody within a three-mile radius dies. <laughs> I was going to throw that out there. Um, Jesus. In a twist that perhaps was taken from the raid battles in Pokémon Go, Sword and Shield will feature raid battles that will make use of the fact Switch is a popular home console with proper internet connections as well as portability. You'll be able to link up to other systems for local co-op raids, but also head online to tackle these hard boss Pokemon with other trainers online. Officially called Max Raid Battles, these battles are as you suggested it, against the Dynamax Giant-sized Pokemon. Four players will tackle them, and at the end, you'll get a chance to catch those Pokemon too. Some Pokemon will only appear via the Max Raid Battles. Um... Beyond the additions that are impacted that impact moment-to-moment play, Pokémon Sword and Shield also brings new characters, including new trainers and NPCs. Above, you can see the new player character options that you'll be able to choose from the onset of new journey into the Galar region. Beyond that, there are a few new characters to meet, including Pokémon Champion Leon, rival Hop, Professor Magnolia, apparently we are no longer trees, and her assistant Sonia. And your first gym leader, Milo, uh, Milo. Blah, 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 Milo. So they're all down, pictures down there, all that stuff. But, um, I don't know how they could not say that this isn't, that this isn't, isn't England. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Because, the trainers have some plaid stuff on them so maybe i don't know but i'm really looking forward to like these dynamax battles mm-hmm. because it really sounds like it's i don't want to say it's pokemon goish because i really hope it's not that same thing i really hope it's like a not just hit the button five thousand times and make a pokemon attack and blah blah blah, blah do that sort of stuff i hope it's not like that i hope it's actually organized The four player all attack at not maybe maybe not at the same time but you know whatever whoever speed goes off first you know maybe that they they'll be able to take this into like even higher things where you can get a group of four people together and be like all right listen you know they have this raid mewtwo or something like that that's like super freaking hard and they're we're gonna have to organize things so player one, two, three, and 4. We need 4 Pokemon that have speeds that are different, so we know that all of these Pokemon can go in this order to be able to use buffs or debuffs or whatever, so that the last Pokemon can get, like, the biggest attack in or something like that. So being able to, like, get 4 people together and sit down and go, alright, we have to strategically plan not only how to fight them properly, but how to put a group of Pokemon together to be able to take down a huge adversary in a Dynamax Pokemon? So it'd it, be cool. It, yeah. It's kind of like in a it's like a World of Warcrafty sort of thing where it's like, all right, everybody needs to play their role, or we can't just all throw all of our abilities at the Dynamax Pokemon at once because maybe it does like a, a big Thunderbolt, and everybody gets hit, and now everybody's almost dead we're just scrambling to try to get together so being able to have like a raid of people come together strategize properly on how to fight these battles I think would be like (sighs) I, I hope that's the way that it works I really really hope that raid battles come to that sort of point where the Dynamax battles become so hard That you can't just blindly throw your best abilities at them. That you have to strategize. That you have to buff or debuff or whatever, you know? So not just, hey, take my 120p attack and just use it over and over and over over again. Like, that's, you know, whatever. But hopefully that's what we get. So I've done all the gushing I can do about Pokemon don't have that much more information about it. There are a a couple other of the Galar region Pokemon that have been released, but I'm not going to go into those, except for Corviknight because Corviknight
0: looks really cool. But uh,
1: that's all that I have for the news for this week. I will uh, hand it over to Stefan.
0: Alright, well uh, I guess I'm going to go over the new NES speedrun world records for this week, and There were a couple of games that it changed hands several times for a couple of those games. Uh, I'm not going to list those. I'm just going to list the the current holder because that just makes most sense. All right, so starting off, Zelda 2, Link's Adventure, 100% NMG. Um, I think you were talking about uh, what that was before Mm or something, Mm -hmm. weren't you, Scott? NMG.
1: N-M-G, you meant? Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, we were talking, like, the last week it was, uh, N-M-G. View rules. Uh, turn new N-M-G. No glitches known to save more than two minutes per execution. Per execution are allowed to keep them limited to scroll walk. I I don't know. What is NMG? Few rules. No glitches. 100%. Yeah, it doesn't really say what NMG means.
0: Hmm. Anyways, Zelda 2, 100% NMG.
1: Stefan. What? No major glitches. No
0: major... Oh, All right, wow. so Zelda 2, <laughs> Link's Adventure, 100%, <laughs> no major glitches, one hour, three minutes, 16 seconds by simple dude. Uh, next up, we have Super Mario Bros. Extensions, uh, 11x warpless, in three hours or er, three minutes, 34 seconds. Is that right? I gotta, I gotta look that up now. Hey, <laughs> that seems pretty fast. Oh no, where's... oh god.
2: There
0: we go, category extensions. 11X, holy shit, there's so many. Okay, view rules. Beat first quest eleven times in a row, warpless. Timing ends by hitting 8, the eight X the eleventh time. And I think I left. I think that's supposed to be an hour. Yeah,
1: three. Because eleven X because like the fastest world record is just under five minutes, four third, or four fifty three or something like that. So doing it eleven times.
0: 3 hours, 34 minutes, 33
1: seconds. Oh, Warpless. Yeah. Right. Just beat the game 11 straight times.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense.
0: Uh, Legend of Zelda, second quest, low percent. Uh, 45 minutes, 33 seconds by Saver. Uh, I also didn't say who uh, got that Super Mario Bros. 11x Warpless. That was GTAce99. Um, with... That's crazy, man. That's a lot of time. Oh, God, yeah. I don't understand how people can do, like, three- and four-hour runs. It's it, beyond me. It's it's just too
1: uh, long. You got, you got these you got these crazy guys who were doing, like, GTA speed runs, which go, like, a whole bunch of hours. So. Oh,
0: yeah. Final Fantasy VII is, like, 24 or 23. Oh, it's less than that. Uh, what's the face? Uh, well, one of the runs, just... I think, is supposed to be that long. Anyways. It, uh, yeah. Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, Pool of Radiance, any percent. One hour, nine minutes, 23 seconds by Tarbash. We have Mappy Land, all levels, one loop. 22 minutes, 10 seconds by Moly Man. We have Chubby Cherub, any percent. 17 minutes, three seconds by Mr. Super Pit Fro. I watch I this watch Chubby Cherub runs. It looks like it's a fun run, actually. It's pretty simplistic, but a lot of RNG intensive. Uh, Legend of Zelda, second quest, Extreme Rules... One hour, 32 minutes, 40 seconds. I already see Scott going over to grab up. <laughs> and that's my saver as well.
1: I gotta, I gotta check the, what this means. Mm-hmm. Extreme rules. And he asks, where is this? Extreme Second rules. Second quest. It Extreme is. Rules. No glitches. No sword no extra hearts, no potions, rings, no boomerang, no blue candle, no magic book, no magic key, no magic shield, no power bracelet. All maps and compasses must obtain both bomb upgrades, must obtain silver arrows, no killing overworld enemies, must kill every boss and mini boss, including Landmolder, Mulderum, Moldrum, Patra, and anything that ends a dungeon, must visit every Dungeon room, and the run ends at Ganon. Jesus.
0: Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's <a>, that's harsh.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: all right, up next, duck hunt game C, which is the the clay pigeon shooting thing. Uh, Five hundred thousand points. Done in nine minutes three, uh, three point seven five two seconds by Old School McFly. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Warpless, uh, nineteen minutes and .655 seconds by Cosmic. Uh, Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, first ten levels, ten minutes fifty two point zero three seconds by Canned Risky. Snake Rattle and Roll, any percent, five minutes thirty seven seconds by Daniel Moritz. Exodus Journey to the Promised Land. First 10 levels, 13 minutes, 12.56 seconds by Kandriski. So it's just all the Bible games. Yeah. (laughs) Um, DK Junior Math, Calculate B. uh, 1 minute, 46 seconds, or 46.86 seconds by Amari Shiro. Uh, City Connection All Levels, 16 16 minutes and 6 seconds by Tig Dwan. Oh, one that I'm looking forward to playing in the near future. Yair, and also City Connection, but Yair Kung Fu, One Loop. 1 minute 53.46 sec, 53. seconds by Sony One. Mappy Land, Baseball Percent. 6 minutes 59 seconds by Zero One Ogopogo. Alright. He's like, what's a Baseball Percent? Yep, that's what we're going to look up. And I have a feeling... Mappy Land, uh, Miscellaneous,
1: Baseball Percent. View rules uh, you must complete all stages of the last story the game is complete when you be uh timing uh i I'm... <laughs> the run starts on character control at 1 4 1 and end on screen celebration with mappy junior
2: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Next one, actually, uh, Mr. Six of Ghosty Insects might be interested in. King's Quest V Absent Makes the Heart Go Yonder. Any percent in 32 minutes 43 seconds by Vice of Legends 9002. DuckTales Pal. Any percent 8 minutes 23 seconds by Ryan. Solid. R-A-Y-A-N. R-A-Y-A-N. So- Ra-Yan. <laughs> R-A-Y-A-N. <laughs> Uh, Solitaire 1 card draw, 1 minute 18 seconds by Cloudy Shoe. Oh, uh, my boy! <laughs> Solstice 100%, 12 minutes 20.17 seconds by Nefits. He's a dude that I met on YouTube, like, very, very, like, when I first started almost. And uh, we just kind of followed each other and, uh,. Yeah, now he's over speedrunning, and he was doing Solstice for a while. I know he was trying to hire for that world record. And he finally got it. That's awesome. Uh, Solomon's Key, any percent, 12 minutes, 33.3 seconds by Metro McFly. Um, I think well, Yogi DiManka actually had that. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry? Uh, I think Yogi Demonk actually had Solomon's Key, any percent there for a while. Uh, he was doing it for a long time, and he was just kept putting his world record up by a second or so every time. So, um, golf Grand Slam tournament percent uh, 14 minutes 15 seconds by Crit Rocket. Chippendales Rescue Rangers 2 any percent 11 minutes 43 seconds by Red Pepper. Super Mario Bros. Category extensions both quests warpless in 38 minutes 54 seconds by GTA 99. Paper Vo- Paperboy, Famicom, any percent, in three minutes twenty-three point seven six six seconds by PeanutFan22, and the last one, Golf Ko Open, any percent, thirteen minutes fifty-three seconds by Hiyo24. Very, nice, very nice,
1: Congratulations to all the new
0: world records. Oh. It's crazy how many new world records are put up there every yeah, freaking week, right? man. And uh, anyways. Now we're going to hop over to some gaming deals. Boom. Alright, nothing too drastic on the Humble Bundle this week, but I did notice that the Humble Monthly does come with Moonlighter. Moonlighter is a fun game, it's Zelda esque, um, and it's also got kind of like this shopkeeper thing that you kind of do, simulator thing that you got to kind of do, and that's how you make more money and open up new parts and get better weapons, and, you know, you make yourself better weapons, and yeah, it's worth it just for Moonlighter alone. I haven't played Hellblade personally, but uh, I'm sure if it's in Humble Monthly, it's probably going to be a great game. Um, That only sounds like a fun game, the Moonlighter.
1: I have to go check that out?
0: Indigala Gala is currently having a sale on the Tales of franchise: uh, 50% off Zysteria, 75% off of Symphonia and Basaria, and 30% uh, or 33% off Vesperia. So, if you're into any of those games and we're looking for them cheap, now is the time to yoink. and Tales games are all good. So. Yep. Definitely I've worth never really card. heard anything bad about it. I've yet to play any Tales of games, so. Oh,
1: they're. They're good. It's a good RPG series. They're definitely worth a play.
0: Uh, I'd I'd love to play them sometime in the near future. <laughs> All right, the pocket-sized bundle for six seventy-six. You can get uh, hat or hatred. Jesus, <laughs> hatred, gates of nowhere, hammer watch, and is defense. Uh, I will say it's worth it for Hammerwatch alone. I've played that quite a bit. It's uh, a roguelike uh, multiplayer game. A lot of fun. I think you can have like four players or maybe more. I'm not sure. Nice. But I know for sure you can have at least four. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a fun new multiplayer game, Hammerwatch. I've got videos of it on YouTube. Moving on. Uh... Go watch your go Hammer Watch. From that is not a, a, a bundle <laughs> I would endorse. This is not a bundle I will endorse. I knew I forgot to look through a couple of these. All Star Fruit Racing. What the fuck?
1: Woo! That's what I'm calling a game
0: right there. <laughs> None of these games look familiar whatsoever. These are just some of the bundles that they had going there. I just figured I'd open them up, see what they have going there. Ooh, of gods and Man. The Daybreak Empire. I bet mean, that's like a. Uh... Let's have a look, real quick. How you save your people? Oh, full screen is unavailable. Fine! Yeah. Oh, okay. What the hell? Okay, let's have a civilization
1: sort
0: of
2: thing. Okay
1: little rts
0: hmm Looks like it could be actually a bit of fun. I'm not going to lie. doesn't look too bad.
1: Provided you're not me and you're god-awful at rts I'm Just throwing that out
2: there.
1: Mm. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> what me have this one? Yeah, I'm not a very good strategic player, though. So.
0: I'm not a big fan of that one. Ooh, Resident Evil 2 huh, only 962 keys left at this time with 7 hours left so anyone listening to podcasts later I'm sorry uh, <laughs> it is n- now up for $30 it's like 60% off or something like that it uh, looks like 50 Is it fi- oh dirt it is 50% <laughs> I'm really good at math I looked at the two in the five and just like yeah. That's <laughs> so, yeah, I mean Resident Evil 2 <laughs> you make for
1: half off It's good.
0: Oh right. yeah. And next up we have Dragon Ball Fighter Z for 75% off. That's a steal. But right, look,
1: look, Android 21's coming for you.
0: Android twenty one.
1: That's who that's who that is. I don't know who she
0: is. This is my time.
1: Yeah, It's Android twenty one.
0: Yeah, was she in a movie, or was she in Super Bowl? No, she's, she's, she's a new
1: character for Fighters.
0: Oh, okay. Alright, next up we have Sword Art Online, last song. 50% off if you're into Sword Art Online. Tekken is also 50% off. Tekken 7. I mean, Dragon Balls Universe 2 is also 75% off. They're just, they're just giving away all these games. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 is 50% off.
1: I will say, like, of, of all of, like, the, the fighting games, like, the farther along the Naruto games go, get with their fighting games, the better that they are, so. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the anime myself, but fighting games are...
0: Oh, I love the... I've watched the shit of the anime. Uh, there's a huge Bethesda sale going on at Fanatical right now. No, so if you're looking of for anything. Yeah, uh, we got Skyrim there for 55% off. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Doom, Wolfenstein, Dishonored. Yeah, there's, uh, there's so many games. That's only page one. If you're interested, the you'll go look. And the last game deal that we have here is Devil May Cry 5. 42% off. Which is great, because it's so goddamn expensive. This is Canadian, so $80, oh, yeah. and now it's 46 Yeah, that's...
2: Thank you. Not,
1: I still don't know why Capcom is doing this with the MC5, because I really want to play it, but I I don't understand, like, their huge price tag on it. just doesn't really make that much sense. <sighs>
0: And the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna go and look through my Steam queue. Boy, what lovely get- treasures do I have this week? Can't wait
1: for this one.
0: Cooking simulator.
1: Go. Already cooking simulators. You know we've got a winner here.
0: You know what? I would actually enjoy playing this. Either that, or I get super mad. I could, I could see that being enjoyed by people watching.
1: Or, hear me out. Keep doing your cooking streams.
0: That's Probably, true. But. I'm sorry, it's wish list. Ha! Screw you, Scott. <laughs> My friend, but, Pedro. You know you want to be a max level cook. What is. It? Action, Violent, Indie, Gore, Bulletin. What? Nope. I just didn't know of game. It's alright. Oh. Dungeon Munchies. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, they're tickling my pickle. Oh, they know what I like. Look at it. Oh, I want a full screen. Give me a taste. Oh, it is pixely. Uh. Oh, okay. No, this looks fucking deadly, dude. But uh, no, don't. No, don't. Please don't be in Japanese only. Please tell me you can get this in English. Oh my god, this looks fun!
1: This kinda of looks pretty cool! Yeah! Dungeon Munchy?
0: It looks like it uses almost the same type of engine as uh, Starbound. The way the characters move. Oh, Barry,
1: the you died! What the hell the matter with you?
0: Yeah, it looks very much like Starbound. The way they move and stuff. So.
1: It kinda gives me like a Castlevania. Kind of. What food are you going to offer up? Yeah, I put
2: it Does it have... I hope it
0: has the English
1: with it, though.
0: Yeah, I would hope so. Oh, it shows cool, that it as English there. Okay, good. Okay, God, I was gonna say.
2: That did look
1: pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah. a game called Dungeon Bunchies.
0: How much is it selling for? 15 50 That's not too bad. Really? That's
1: actually... That's pretty good. Yeah, In America, that's good. probably, like
0: maybe 10 bucks Quest: Hand of Gilgamesh I already know what type of game this is and it's not something I'm I'm into Gilgamesh Uh, I'm not into this animation stall either it's just uh, it was never much of a thing as most people know I'm very much into the pixely game stall kind of it kinda
1: and Scott reminds sees cards, me. It's got these cards, he's like Ugh. Yeah, well i was just gonna say, it. it kinda reminds me a little bit of uh Slate spire
0: Yeah, a little I bit, know. yeah. But
2: you know, maybe I don't know.
0: Super Neptunia RPG. What? <sighs> I'm gonna so, ignore this because I don't think I would play that. Yeah. Other skies. It's, it's Neptunia, but. <laughs> Build an airship and fly on an adventure through the deserts of the Wild West. Look for places to land and scavenge for loot. Span your airship, craft new equipment, but beware of the dangers lurking beneath the sand. So basically, it's a. almost like a voxel survival kind of thing. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: Boy, it just they really looks graphically awesome.
0: Oh. Oh, can I add it more to my wish list?
1: SNK 40th anniversary K. collection. Uh, yeah. what's in there?
0: 24 games apparently. Oh. Oh. Right. That's making right. my eyes again. What do we got? Oh, you're doing
2: it
0: right now in your own home. Oh, God, all three are carry warriors. Oh. Really, I have no idea what I'm looking
1: And never before seen collection! Why does SNK always use Athena as, like, their head character?
0: <laughs> I don't know, because she's cute and, and uh, Dragon Quest-ish. The way that they always depict her in almost every scene. She almost looks like a character that you'd see in Dragon Quest. I, I, I mean, yes. i still play a lot of those games. I mean, why not?
1: But, but again, like even
0: on the, even on
1: that card, co- there's Athena.
0: again. <laughs> Second hand, Frankie's Revenge. Next! Void Run, ooh. Pixel graphics, Retro, ooh. Sorry, I can't play your soundtrack because your composer may have already went to YouTube and said if you hear anything that resembles my music fucking, like, shit all over the video, make them mine, make them, like, I'm like Jesus Christ, man. Oh, this is this is this, is, this do actually doesn't this look of? terrible. I I'm not into like shoot 'em up type games and stuff like that. Which I guess this is do not know really shootable.
1: Kind of kind of. Reminds me of it. It like, reminds. if you remember the game Quick?
0: It uh, I think so. Be a
1: fat. The Q I X. Quick or Kicks kind of reminds me of that because it looks like you circle things and then like, boom. Yeah, uh,
0: there was also a game like that for, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, It's almost uh, like Jezball for fucking Windows.
1: Yeah, right? This actually seems pretty cool.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I would play this.
1: Yes, sir. I've always been a big fan of Quick and this kind of looks like some sort of like Quick-ish sort of game, so...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would definitely be about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Assault Spy. Character action game. Nope. Card. Ooh! Oh, this is. Oh! No, stop! Hold! Wait! Oh, yes. Full screen. Uh. Oh my god, yes. Okay, show me gameplay. Is this gameplay? Okay.
1: Oh, is this almost
0: like a King's Quest type of? I
1: was, I was just about to say it reminds me of Because I'm cool
0: with that. Futuristic looking King's Quest, I guess. What?
1: Oh, except for that one, that one, yeah. Okay.
0: Jesus. Whoa!
1: What? Slow down there, Kefka.
0: Huh? <laughs> How appropriate. We have Final Fantasy VI music playing right now as well. <laughs> Oh. oh, yes. This looks so good. Owner of Steve is watching this right now and saying he wants to speed on this. <laughs> it's like, I haven't even played it yet. I don't know if I like the story. What the fuck?
1: He was attractive. I don't what are you
0: talking about. <laughs> he looks like he's part hamburger.
1: Trees have nipples, man.
0: Trees have nipples. I've played that game. That looks nice. <laughs> Drogan, adventure, indie, story rich, atmospheric. Okay, I'll give it a look. The graphics look amazing, actually. Red Thread. Ew. Mm. Was that a fucking ode to? <laughs> oh, but yeah, this is one of those fucking creepy games, isn't it? This is a creepy game. Are you gonna get murdered, or are you gonna find murder? Your Come father up. was a monk. Your mother was a priest.
1: They met... They fell in love and they made you. But they now you must off. find them and the riches that they left behind for you.
0: do do, do, do. This music is not appropriate to what we're watching right now at all.
2: Did loop.
0: Did Oh, it's over. See? Your father
1: was a priest.
0: Oh, now we got the 1000 AD theme from Chrono Trigger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, 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 no,
0: oh, nope, oh, nope. Oh, that's not Chrono Trigger. Oh, Then it. It went. Oh, Oh, is it saying that it changes the atmosphere, I wonder? Like. I guess, the weather changes. (sighs) Looks interesting. I won't ignore it, at the very least. It actually looks like it's not that bad. Single player first person Fjord Noir Mystery, set in 1920s Norway. Okay. Wait
1: a while, it's coming out May 29th. You
0: know what? I'll actually (laughs) add that to my wish list. I would actually play this. I will admit I am a sucker for high graphics games if there's really good scenery on it. One of the reasons why I could play Skyrim... No, one of the reasons I don't play Skyrim because I would be playing it now, and that's it. That's all I would be playing. I'd be like, what's the speedrun? I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of scared of Elder Scrolls VI because if that comes out, there's a good chance oh, I'm going to want to go balls deep into that. Ugh. Anyways, finish up that queue. Mm. Oh, that was delicious. That was a delicious queue. All right, last going off, we got some news. Second Namco collection has been revealed for the Evercade handheld system. Uh, that was a system we talked about, jeez, uh, first podcast, I believe it was. I think so, yeah. So, Namco collection two includes uh, Tower of Draga. Uh, Dig Dug 2, Galaga, uh, Jesus, Warp Man, I can barely read half of these, oh yeah, that was a better picture, oh, get, Pack Attack, Splat, oh, nice, Splatterhouse Splatterhouse. 2 and, and 3, uh, can't see what the hell that is, oh, here we go, they're all down here, uh, uh, Weapon Lord is another one, yep, oh, here we go, Jesus. Burning Force, uh, Dragon Spirit, New Legend, Phileos. I don't think I've played. Some of these I haven't played, I don't know for sure. Each cartridge costs uh, about $20, the three being bundled at the console launch. It's certainly shaping up to be an intriguing release.
2: Yeah, this is. This little
0: handheld thing, it's almost like it's a Namco handheld. Yeah, right? I mean, good for them if they're going to do something like that. That's kind of cool. I would yeah. take just, just the Tower of Draga itself. I love the title of that game. Mm hmm. This is kind of cool. Polymega's next gen light gun controller will let you play Duck Hunt on your HD TV. <coughs> huh. Alright, so. Uh, most of the guns, as you know, rely on the CRT technology found inside old TV sets and, you know. And once we went into LCD and LED-based screens, uh, they basically made those obsolete. So, um, Play Magi, the team behind the upcoming all-in-one retro system, PolyMega, revealed that it's working on Sinden technology to produce a light gun for the HDTV generation. Dubbed the RGC-01, short for Retro Gun Controller, this unit will plug into the PolyMega via a USB connection. Will enable you to play all the light, base, uh, light gun-based titles available for the NES, NES, Mega Drive, uh, mm. Mega CD, Saturn, and PlayStation.
2: Oh, <laughs> ooh, that's
0: kind of nice. I like that. And it doesn't. It looks pretty cool. Whoa! What the fuck? I guess you can get different attachments for it. But the various uh, regional regulations related to the sale of. Imitation guns. Two variants, one for North America and Japan, and another for sale in the rest of the world. Okay.
1: Yeah, because North America, the way that they have, anytime that you have a fake gun, something like that, the the, the sights have, not the sight, barrel, I think, has to be more, Just to signify that it's a fake gun.
2: Alright.
0: So this is the Japan one. That's the North American one. And this is the international version. Yay! Well, it looks like the North American version just comes plain. <laughs> we know it's not a real gun. Or do we? We'll see. What is going on here? Anyway, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. If we can start playing, like, light game games, like, gun-based games, that'd be kind of fun. Because I know some of them uh, are fun to speed speedrun. Uh, I'd be interested in doing the clay fighting, and, or clay shooting, and, uh... Yeah, I
1: was about to say, 500,000 points on clay pigeon
2: up, yep.
0: Ah, those were <laughs> the days those were the days new Banjo-Kazooie merch fuels fresh speculation over a series revival what did I say? as soon as I said that Xbox Live was coming to Switch I knew it I was like guaranteed Rare's gonna be like Nintendo let's share a bottle of like wine or rum or something and us make and- got Everybody Making got drunk
1: together and they're like, hey, guys. Re-Awesome, really re really on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. It's probably happening.
0: So apparently uh, there's an update that they, they thought it was a remake. It seems that it's the idea of Banjo's appearing as a DLC fighter in Smash Ultimate is more <laughs> likely the option. But still, if, if that's the case, if people start using Banjo enough, that means Nintendo will be like, oh, shit, people really like Banjo. Maybe they'll go to rare. and be like, hey guys, remember how awesome things were back in the day? Let's do it again. Oh come on, dude! rare. Oh god, oh I'd be so excited for that. A new fucking uh, Diddy Kong Racing. That would be deadly. I would be just, so up for that. They just did. T- uh, excuse me. All right,
1: they just did Sonic Team Racing. A yeah, new one of those. So.
0: I See, I didn't play that one that much. I, I I grew up playing just like the Nintendo stuff mostly. So,
1: right? So, I mean, it's a classic. So, I, I, it would only make sense. And I and
0: I didn't get to play any of the Banjo Kazooie games yet. So I imagine that all the people out there who do love it, and I know that there's a huge uh, audience out there who, who loves the Banjo Kazooie uh, oh, yeah. series. So they would probably look forward to And not fucking nuts and bolts either. Fucking real Banjo, Banjo 3. Yeah.
1: There you go. Banjo 3 for the Switch. Make Mint.
0: Alright, so Scott was talking about this awesome, uh, you know, Mega Drive that's coming out. Well, look at this. You can get a tiny Mega CD and a 32X. Out of but there's a catch. It's all aesthetic.
2: <laughs> why?
0: That's why it's up here right now. My question why? is, why is this? And it's available for pre-order on Amazon Japan.
1: What's why happening? Why? In case you in case the Decepticons show up or something like that, You D AutoPots be able to like animate through your make it through what the f-
0: so yeah, I I don't get the 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 reason why this is even a thing. Apparently done under this big huge like press thing like oh hey guys blah, 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 getting everyone all excited and they're all like oh yeah they don't work it's just for aesthetic look. I'm like what? Why would you do this at a press conference? What is wrong with you Sega <laughs> fuck man?
1: In case like these like the 32x punch didn't look like a monstrosity like it just a complete frickin' just disgusting <laughs> group of four consoles into one for the real one. Here, now this one is fake, but at least you know that you have your freaking Autobot all thrown together.
0: Right? And, and, like, not only that, but my thought is, okay, well, it's aesthetic. Okay, so, has anyone thought about, hey, let's put some, some a block underneath of our you know, electronic system and another block on top of it, and you know, just keep that heat just wedged in on the system. It'd be you perfect. Know, it's really know, great it's for making
2: people buy more.
0: All <laughs>
1: right. Here's the thought, now. When it comes to aesthetics, this is the wrong way to go. Okay. If you want <laughs> to, if you want to release something that's just aesthetically pleasing, all right. The NES Classic is the top loader.
0: Uh, this there's a model two and there's a model three Sega Genesis.
1: I... Okay, it, it's just like, like like's being said in the chat. It's, it's just for aesthetic and it looks terrible. <laughs> Imagine having the actual one, the real working thirty two X and the Sega CD all jumbled together like a like fucking boltron, and Someday. it just looks awful.
0: Someday. <laughs> That's all I he can just say wants to, Someday, they'll just sit in the background. It's like, hey guys, look, I made Voltron. So, how interesting is this? Unseen footage of Earthbound sixty-four emerges online.
1: They've already teased us with this stuff. It's never happening. Oh I'm no! it's not This stuff.
0: They're just, more or less, they're showing some more of the footage that uh, was never seen before.
1: So, here's the thing when it comes to Earthbound 64. I honestly think, like, when they showed all of these things, they were nothing more yeah. than, here's what the N64 is capable of, and we're just going to do... And we're, we're just going to do, like, these... Like, what is? See? It's an advertisement for it. You know? And these are just for hey. This is what the N sixty four was capable of, you know, a three D earthbound and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that they ever actually had it had it on the um, on the block.
0: I think they had it partially finished so that they can make Ness run around in certain environments, but right. I, I don't think it was a complete game by any means. But you know. I think a and lot were, of fans would have been so happy to get a release for the N sixty four. That would've been great.
1: And see here's the thing, they were also they were also showing like portions of like what looked like Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you like firsthand that those tiny little pieces of they were showing you there never happened in Ocarina of Time. It was kind of just it was more of like a hey, this is what the console's capable of doing. These are you know, like these are characters that you guys know. but she's here's- just playing a
0: Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah, so, like, they were still doing Famicom stuff. So,
0: oh! Like, what's that? Oh! Oh, it's nothing to do with the news at all. It's a fucking f- bass fishing game for Super Nintendo? Oh! Oh! oh okay, sorry. Uh, my bad. Uh, oh! *Bomberman* ah, 5! What are you doing? How is that different? How is that different from, like,
1: Super Black Bass? Uh, they, they, they did that, though. They, they
2: sh- made a game like that.
0: Scott, more, more bad. Sorry, it's okay. It's coming out. Oh, okay. Stop. Okay, okay. Batman Man Five. Get out of here. Okay. Next, Super Famicom exclusive <laughs> Fire Emblem uh, Thracia uh, Seven Seven Six English fan translation was released. So, if you're a, a fan of the Fire Emblem series, you can now play the uh, previously just Japanese. Um, Game in full English now, so that you can actually enjoy the story instead of just playing the game as is. Because I'm sure some people just muddled through. Just uh, well, this does this. This does this is damage spell. It has a circly loop, and this one here is a healing spell. And this uh, it has like an X with a T near it. You know, it, now you actually have everything in English, full English. <laughs> <coughs>
1: Now you, now you can cast cast sword spell instead of X near the T spell.
0: <laughs> exactly. Third and final fire emblem game exclusive grace uh, to exclusively grace the Super Famicom started out uh, like many late generation Super Famicom games in 1999. A Nintendo Power Kiosk exclusive released in September 1999 that eventually saw a proper cartridge release in early 2000. Mm-hmm. We were playing mm-hmm. N64 at the time, so they, they, they were mm-hmm. still getting cool NES, or SNES games. Yep. You'd not be surprised to learn it features some of the finest graphics and music ever produced for the system, with a huge story-driven campaign set in the continent of uh, Jugdral, uh, detailing the struggles of a young, deposed Prince Leaf, whom you might be familiar with if you play Fire Emblem Heroes as he tries to restore his birthright with his makeshift army of irregulars. Some unique gameplay elements like fatigue and the ability to capture enemies instead of simply defeating them help to freshen up the more traditional Fire Emblem game elements. So again, if you're into the Fire Emblem games at all this is something you should probably run over and grab immediately. Fire Emblem 3CS776, go give that a go. Next up, apparently, there's going to be a Sega Dreamcast Arcade Racer Kickstarter. Um, Arcade Racing Legend uh, for the Sega Dreamcast.
2: Can we play with that.
0: There we go. Why? I have no idea. Maybe it was popular at the time? I mean... I guess back in the day, it was probably probably moved much more smoother than some of the other games that people were playing, and faster. So, anyways, apparently they're going to be soon starting up a Kickstarter for it. Uh. For a, for a Dreamcast?
1: That's really niche.
0: Uh, it's, it's hitting Kickstarter for June 21st. Uh, plans to include cars that Sega featured in previous racing games, such as Daytona's Sega Rally. This is what makes Arcade Racing Legends so interesting. Uh,
1: I mean, I, 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 I guess.
0: I mean, hey, if they are fully utilizing the Dreamcast for what it is, then, I mean, you know. And again, uh, th- th- this is half the reason why I do Retro News, is, is because there's games still coming out for these old systems that there's people out there that probably want a, another racing game. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess,
1: but like I said, it seems rather niche, so
0: yeah.
1: good luck to them, but I...
0: I'm pretty um, sure there was a, a racing or sports type uh, specific Dreamcast that they put out originally as well. As um, one of the variants of the yeah. console. Um. Shit. I'm not brain for it, but they're definitely. I I think a couple Daytona games came out in the. I want to say. So I'm very interested in this. Coleco Toys launches new retro style mini
1: arcades. Oh, really? Full
0: color LCD display. New gaming chipset. Revamped joystick and accurate action buttons. Rechargeable lithium ion battery pack. Highly detailed, colorful Rainbow Bright or Robotech art wrap. So either one of these two apps. And either way, regardless. So, I'm I'm digging this. Prices are gonna be about seventy five dollars. So
1: little little tidbit of fact about SDK, mm-hmm. Coleco was my first gaming system.
0: Ooh, sweet.
1: So this actually one. interests me a lot. Nice.
0: Uh, Hallmark's Rainbow on the Bright TV series launched in 83, came to favorite little girls around the world. Uh, the next year released uh, Cuddly Plush Dolls, forever cementing into pop culture history. Um, now players can join Rainbow Bright and her pal Starlight as they spread color and happiness in the classic RPG-style game Journey to Rainbowland. In the game, players make on a take on... <laughs> players take on Murky and Lurky, the enemies of Rainbow Land, who... Just want to make the world as murky and dismal as they are. Rainbow Bright is a retro classic RPG for gamers of all ages. Robotech uh, started in 85 when Harmony Gold released their epic 85-episode Robotech cartoon series. Oh, I think I kind of remember something like that.
1: Oh, Robotech? Yeah.
0: Uh, The series' uh, success paved the way for toys, figures, books... Movies and video games. Uh, Robotech, the Macross saga, puts players in the driver's seat as Earth's last defense in an epic intergalactic battle against alien forces. Players transform their air attacks into three models, Fighter, Guardian, and Battleoid, to battle on the ground, in the air, and on enemy ships. Each level challenges players to pick the right mode at the right time to successfully take down all sorts of different enemies. Fans of Robotech and 2D side-scrolling action games will love playing the Macross Saga on the Coleco Evolved Retro Platform. I'm interested. Yeah. And and I don't know if you noticed or not, Scott, but do you see the blurry ones in the background? I hope they bring
1: out more. Yeah, I know. There's there's a whole bunch of Coleco games that I would really
0: be interested (sighs) in. Because uh, these little tabletop arcades, I, I love these. I love these. I would love to collect all of those. Please, more, bring out more of them. Yeah. I'd be totally Agreed. down. Yep. All right, moving on. SDK, ruined this already. God.com adds Hellfire Diablo expansion. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're going to just go from there. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> New game you. that uh, I saw. I'm not usually, again, I'm not a big shoot up you know, gamer whatsoever. But when I seen this, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Downwell, even though it's a different direction, obviously. It's called Switch and Shoot. You can buy it right now for two sixty seven US. That's like five dollars for us guys at most, maybe. Uh, if you see it over here, uh, let's just let's just watch the little trailer. I love this Tandy style. I, I really, really love the Tandy style, and just basic colors. It, it reminds me of ZX Spectrum, but like, obviously, faster. <laughs> just one button. Oh, each time you press it, you you, you go back left and right. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I see.
0: Oh my god. That was uh, cool as shit. Yeah, I could... <laughs> I would definitely play this so much. Oh, this reminds me damn well.
2: This looks really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear Blitz. Your star does that. Whoa, Tio.
2: Whoa.
0: Power. Oh. Oh, this is cool. All right, yeah, I would definitely play the crap out of this.
1: Yeah, it's like less than $3 $3 American. It looks really
0: cool. I'm going to leave that open because I'm definitely going to buy that (laughs) in the next... Probably when I get paid or something, yeah. That's a really cool game. All right, moving on. Now we're getting into some really old games coming out. Uh, Anyways, Um Wolfling Nestev game appears on the uh, Nestev game appears on the Amiga as a scrolling test. Uh, apparently, Lazy Cow released an early version of a high-quality platform game for the NES and as an entry for the 2017 Nestev competition. Gained favorable feedback during that time, with one such member noting the game had nice level design, felt non-linear, and incredibly moody with rather nice animation. Uh, Well, the news this week is that the NES game is not only being ported over to the Commodore 64, 64 as previously announced, with a number of previews, but the developer is now turning his attention to Commodore Amiga. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd be surprised at how large the community is for the Commodore 64 and the Commodore Amiga. Yeah, right there's there's a reason why you'll see me coming with Amiga games every week this, this group specifically covers retro stuff so uh, they always see when all these new games are coming out and there's always, always new games coming out for the Amiga and Commodore people are just still into it I mean but just right. like
2: that one screenshot
1: alone it does look pretty uh,
0: pretty well put together so well, let's see if they show us some gameplay or not. I have my fucking mouse? Jesus. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, it's just a scrolling test? It's still.
2: looks pretty nice.
0: Yeah, it does. A lot of the stuff that's coming out for that. Is looking nice. They're actually doing a Mario game now as well for the I Amiga. Mean, uh, huh. Not a much, but I mean, it's a bit of the level design just to show you exactly what it's going to look like. So. Exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. Alright, new shoot 'em up project by Ilker is indeed looking fine. Right. Um. Just this alone, this pixel art and stuff. Oh my god.
1: Lord. Looks like Radius. Yeah. It it kind of looks like a top-down gradient, which, uh, let me just say, I might be into.
0: Um, alright. It kind of does look like the Viper, so I'm just throwing that out there. It's in its earliest stage of development and doesn't yet have a proper title or full in-game footage. Uh, Developer Ilker has told us he's designing an entirely new arcade-style space shooter. That draws influences from classic games with the goal to bring that authentic old-school shmup feel in true fashion to modern platforms. Combined with modern quality pixel art and fresh rocking music done by the creator himself. Ooh. Mm, I like that. It's usually when um, developers put the time and effort into doing the music themselves. Yeah. That's That's when it really fucking evolves the game.
1: You'll have to keep me updated on this because I'm actually very, very interested in...
0: And that's pretty much all we know so far But further developments. Head over to the Facebook page linked here. And it's literally just titled Shmup Project by Ilker. And I guess he uh, updates... Regular. Project by Elkert. Yeah. Alright. Next up, Shadows of Sergoth. Um, an Amiga dungeon crawler. And it looks way different than stuff you'd normally see on Amiga for dungeon crawlers. Um, if you have an an Amstrad nearby, chances are you would have come across an excellent homebrew dungeon crawler The Shadows of Sergoth game which blew many of us away with fast-coded graphics, deadly monsters, and cool loot to find throughout. Uh, if you don't have an Amstrad, uh, but instead uh, an Amiga, you'll be pleased to know the previously announced work-in-progress Amiga version has just had a graphical overhaul thanks to a new team member. <coughs> Sol C12 moved to other projects, Winter Dane, and Ten Shu has taken over the whole graphics job for the game. We took that opportunity to reboot, and here's the first peek of the new graphics, which is that picture that they showed us. Looks nice. Oh, is that an actual. Oh, is it a video? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. It has a bit of animation to it. That's really nice. Uh, <laughs> Shadows of the Story of Athens announced is being ported over by Amigo by Colin uh, Vella. Graphics and sound by Saul Cross, and published by mm-hmm. Double Sided Games. With full support of the original Amstrad team. Uh, what has changed now, however, is Saul Cross is no longer doing the graphics, and he has now moved over to Winter Dame Project. The tenshu has taken over the whole graphics job for the game with a new look, which can be seen in the animated Twitter GIF above. And again for the Amiga, that looks really, really nice. The Amiga looks really, really good. Uh huh. Hyperborea. A bullet L shooter that's coming to the Amiga, and that guy's like, "Man, I need me an Amiga, or at least yeah, an no emulator."
1: All these good games, man.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, look. <laughs> Wait, what? Let's turn them all in the stars. Come on now, man.
2: Look at this. Stop turning them into stars. Good.
0: Is this gameplay? You just sit there and just collect stars? <laughs> Damn, this that's, like, fast yeah, animation, it looks, too. Yeah, looks good. Yeah.
1: Would like to see more gameplay.
0: Yeah, as would well. I. New Mega game for the Mega Dream Team, as a bullet hell shooter requires at least a stock A1200 or above. According to the team behind Hyperborea, the world's first real Danmaku bullet hell shoot em up They have said this is being developed for classic stock Amiga 1200 computers and above and will be created using pure handcrafted assembler, the finest of pixel art, two-player simulation modes, and the highest of bullet counts on such a machine, as well as smooth 50-hertz scrolling, tons of arcade shoot-em-up action. Damn. Definitely going to want to see more on this. Yeah, and we're going to keep getting good updates again, in- IndieRetroNews.com great place to get uh, your retro news and if you're looking for it, uh, a, a nice read as well uh, Kings Valley Konami's platformer is coming to the Commodore 64 via Cytronix software <coughs> um, a port of the MSX version, uh, first released in 85 and also a uh, uh, as an appearance via ms in the 80s and as an unofficial port in 2009 on the ZX Spectrum of Retroworks will be coming... Well, that's two words. Will be coming to the C64 via Cytronic software in association with RE.Bit magazine. Uh... Is there a, no, there's not. Anyways, we first. Go, I was hoping that there was gonna be a video there, so you could actually see the gameplay. It's not a terrible game for '85. You have to remember that as well. That this yeah. game came back out in 1985 when arcade games, like not Super Mario Bros., but uh, Mario Bros. the the ones where the shit comes out of the pipes. Um, you know, around those times. So yeah, stuff was pretty basic. So, but yeah, this game is still a lot of fun. Um it's that I played it, but it looks still uh, a style platform requests to collect gems while also avoiding angry mummies and other such deadly monsters. I think you're this little dude right here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or it's either that or you're this dude, it's one or the other. Jumping, look
1: like guy, yeah, that guy on the on the left.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, Features, authentic retro-platform action, high-res character sprites, pickaxe and sword against the mummies, 15 pyramids to explore, C64 mini-compatible, very nice, SD2IEC compatible. I don't have a clue what the fuck that is. Want to look that up, Scott? What is it here? SD2IEC. Uh, SD2IEC. SD2IEC very interested in that. I'm There's sure one of the guys here who, who collect for uh, I think it's else is it else buddy or maybe it was Peter.
2: The
1: SD2IEC is a mass storage device using an SD MMC card and interfacing with the IEC bus. It is based on the ATM the ATmega644 microcontroller from the Amtel AVR microcontroller family. Hmm. The most prominent use for the SD2IEC is a replacement of a Commodore 1841 disk drive for a Commodore 64. Mm. Hardware and microcontroller SD2IEC firmware
0: are available as open source. Okay, so it's kind of like a partial C64 buff. Pretty much. And, And they're really not all that expensive either. Less than $100 US. Okay. Yeah, some of that computer stuff can get super fucking expensive though, so... Yeah. I do have a VIC-20. Sam's Journey, coming to the NES now with new footage. Okay. The Knights of Bites, Sam's Journey. And yeah, Sneak Peek number one. Here we go, Sam. Okay. It actually has that Nintendo look to it, though. Like, they didn't, like, over-modernize it or anything? Oh, and I do like the animations, too. Very fluid. Kind of reminds me of, uh... Ooh! Okay, you know, I like this. It's kind of like Kid Chameleon. Can you get, like, a billion different photos? Okay. A little different now. Yeah, I was just sure, so sure about Sam at first, but now I'm, now I'm pretty cool with him. Oh, oh, hey, it's me. No, hey, that's not my last name. <laughs> 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 All right, Knights of Bytes. I'm to show you. Knights of Bites have been working on, uh, hard since the release of Sam. We are excited to announce Sam's journey not only coming to the NES, but there's new in-game footage uh, that you can see above, which we've just seen. Um, apparently it was uh, it was first released for the Commodore 64. Gotcha. Which is this look up here, but as you see in this other one, it's a little bit more smoother looking, a, a little more easier on the eyes. Oh, than that like the, those greens are pretty fucking harsh and gross, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the sometimes you have limitations. But yeah, no, it's cool that we're again new NES games are always cool. I like that. Especially people a
1: cartridge. People, people yeah, You I mean, for collectors, you want to have everything and
0: everything. Uh, Robots Rumble is a great puzzle game. Now for the C+/4. a C-plus slash 4 and the VIC-20. I have a VIC-20. <laughs> but, yeah, it, this looks like it's an actual difficult puzzle game. And, uh, yeah, see, th- this is what I'm talking about. The weird color schemes of some of these, um, older computer-type consoles.
1: <laughs> they are like, oh, it's a little bit of an eyesore.
0: Yeah, the purple is harsh, but, I mean, it could be pink, so. i yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this game like- was originally developed by, uh, oh my god, I'm gonna butcher your name, dude, I'm sorry. Migatello Art for the ZX Spectrum 48k and 128k in September of last year. As uh, an enjoyable game, I'll be a very challenging puzzler with the use of magnets to control a character. Well, fast forward to the day, Eric. uh, Oh my god, Magikirik has told us Akuto Force has finally released the C++ plus four and VIC-20 conversions, where nobody can now get the chance... whereby everyone can now get the chance to play this loaded little game. My god, I'm... Uh, our reading has been terrible tonight, Scott. What's wrong? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, not enough coffee today. Yeah, seriously. I mean, this looks pretty cool, so... Uh, you'll need to use each of the magnets on both sides to pull a defective robot towards the fiery pits of lava without touching anything nasty, causing the robot to blow up and... Pollute the entire planet, Jesus! All right, well, that's extreme. Who built a robot like that? Oh, by the way, if this robot ever explodes, we're fucked. Just, <laughs> just saying.
2: <laughs> Hello. Uh,
0: up next, uh, Web MSX 5.3, one of the best MSX emulators, gets another update. For those not not aware, uh, Web MSX is literally a browser MSX emulator. <clears throat> it's one of the best MSX emulators around, offering performance rich features and mobile compatibility. Uh, Apollo uh, P- Pison Pek- N- has announced a new release, version 5.3, which includes additional 5.37 MHz CPU turbo speed, light version with CBIOS machine, CRT scanline simulation, Mega RAM extension 256K to 2MB. Uh, left side touch control buttons full windowed mode um, screen aspect pixel aspect ratio changed to 1.14 so it's actually the the way it should be Uh, we have improved settings with increase and decrease values hotkeys and shift modifier decreases values new external config file easier setup of custom machines and extensions new environment concept Isolated save states, configs, performances, mass pointer, auto lock into full screen modes, bug fixes, SD snatcher, melancholia, and overscan games now work. Uh, it's Open source can be used by any OS and browser that support met- modern web technologies, except obviously Netscape 4.0. 4.0. One of the Konami games that we were talking about there a few minutes ago is actually for the MSX, so if you're actually looking to play it, Now you can play it right in your browser. Right.
1: Uh, I'll have to keep that in mind.
0: The MSX actually has a a handful of great games that uh, I think get overlooked quite a bit. But that's for a different podcast. Moving on.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ha! Scott didn't get all the cool Zelda news. Legend of Zelda Trial of Courage, a brand new adventure for your NES. Uh, It's an exciting new uh, experience for the NES system. It's a ROM hack. Uh, created by The3Dude took many months of hard work editing and revising for an official release on June 1st, 2019. Here's what you expect to see in the hack. A new story, fresh change of pace, completely changed graphics, more color variety and beauty, brand new overworld and puzzles, 18 new dungeons and secrets, new mini-map feature, uh, mix of difficulty, new way to save the game, new music, four different versions to choose from, so different difficulties. Um, if you're a big fan of the original Zelda games for NES and SNES you will feel right at home with this new adventure. To play the game you'll need the original ga- uh, game ROM Legend of Zelda um, yeah, PRG0.nes and a Windows patcher program called Lunar IPS Lunar, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Android users okay. can use the ROM patcher from the Google Play Store and Mac users can patch the game using the URL romhacking.net slash patch. Uh, Make sure to use the correct ROM file. Uh, Otherwise, you will cause bugs and glitches. After you patch the game, you can run it on your favorite emulator or on the NES console with a flash card like an everdrive. What is this called now? It is called Legend of Zelda Trial of Courage. Wonder if Digi might be no, he's probably at work too, poor guy. Trial of courage. Yep, new ROM hack for Alright,
1: well that sits on my this it sits in my Chrome. At, at the very I mean, least I'm- we're providing Scott <laughs> with new things to do. Oh my gee, I, I am as soon as I have a minute I'm playing that. My <laughs> lunar IPS and my Zelda sit on my thing so that I can <laughs> Because remember, you guys showed me the Metroid the Metroid Zelda crossover, so yeah. my Metroid and my Zelda both sit on my desktop so that when somebody does some new ROM hacks for Zelda, I can play it right away. I'm going to be playing this real soon.
0: And I, I saved it for last, just for that. <laughs> just because I knew was like, ah, oh, Scott didn't say anything about it. Yes! Alright, moving on, we're going to do our last part of the uh, podcast tonight, uh, which is going to be Three, three little kickstarters. Our first one is called *Scald* against the Black Priory, uh, dark fantasy RPG featuring modern design combined with classic 8-bit look and feel for Windows and Mac. They've already reached their goal, so we have something promising for you. Um, they were only looking for 10,700 Canadian. They've already met their goal. They're at 14,700. Uh, they still have 22 days to go. Take a look at wow. the trailer.
1: Just that, just that picture alone makes it look nice. Can't wait to see this trailer. Play it. Fuck.
0: Fine. I will refresh it and play the goddamn trailer. <laughs> no, I don't want to play. So yeah, if you're really into classic RPGs, you're going to love this stuff. I would play it. Because I'm a fucking nerd. Oh, this no, I... kind
1: of. This, um. It looks like Ultima.
0: Mm hmm. Whoa! Seasonal like oh, Queen. Wow,
1: it's it, looking like an Ultima sort of game. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. Right? So you can see why the Kickstarter got a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's...
1: Hey, guys, here's a game that looks like Ultima. Mm. No surprise that that they met their Kickstarter
0: goal. Yeah, no surprise at all. So, yeah, uh, again, huge huge fan of that kind of stuff. Is Uh, this PC or... A PC and a Mac, yep. Least... And it looks like the guys are from Norway. Oslo, Norway, yep. And a copy of the game is only $15 Canadian, so about twelve ninety nine dollars 99 American, more or less. That's not too bad. For like, uh, like a pseudo... And you're also invited to the Skull Discord server. Nice. It's- Uh, You get an in-game thanks for, wow, $30 in-game thanks, digital copy of the game, demo of the game, high-res version of the full-color hand-drawn game map, really. Digital copy of the game manual and campaign guide. That's pretty cool. For $54, you get all the above goodies. Mm -hmm. You're invited to the closed beta in late 2019. Um, Discord server beta channel desktop wallpaper digital copy of the game soundtrack access to the hermitage or special in-game location ooh ooh digital Sweet. art book and creator's commentary Lord order the realm get a physical soft cover copy of the game manual and companion guide wow uh physical scald backer certificate all digital assets and a scald usb card physical paper print of the full color hand-drawn game map I like that that's really cool yeah and that's seventy seven dollars, really? It's not bad. That's just giving it away, man. That, they're giving away a lot of shit for for seventy seven dollars. They're going to just send that to you. And
1: the release date is what looks like August
0: twenty twenty. Yeah. All those good. goodies, all physical rewards packed in an exclusive game box. Oh! And then I jizzed in my pearls. Uh, $107. That is not bad, I guess. For for everything that they're including, as well as the box. And they have 28-packers. Damn, yeah. I'm not surprised. Access to the small council Discord channel. Custom Skulled RPG Dice Set with Skulled Dice Bag. Uh, digital copy of the game upon... Oh, three copies of the of the game upon release. Physical cloth map printed on, on of the full-color hand drawn game map. Hardcover art book with creator commentary, Lord of Id- Idra exclusive content. Ooh, oh, that, that must be nice. You get exclusive content. T-shirt with scald against the black priory print. That's kind of nice as well. How much is that one? Three hundred and seven. Well, you're you're gonna get what you pay for there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And for six hundred dollars, help design a special item. Help design the encounter or location. Uh, game Master, a Session of Skulls for you and other backers. Help design the NPC or monster. Five copies of the game. Your portraits is a 40 by 40 in-game character portrait. Jesus, they just... Okay, no, this is their last one. Alright. <laughs> An additional collector's edition box. Jesus. Uh, well, here's one. Here's another one.
1: Look at that cloth map, though.
0: Oh yeah, it looks Oh that looks so cool. Yeah, see I'm a nerd got, for that kind of shit. They've got, I really am. They've,
1: got a, they've got an ultima box sitting. Around. Like, huh, what is this game based around?
0: I, <laughs> I do not know know what what talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Invitation to the lunch party in Norway, sleep on my sofa. but wait. You're gonna have five back. How big is your sofa? You're gonna have five people sleeping on your sofa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should be more one producer credits. Sof.
2: Sleep on our sofa.
0: Jesus. So, anyways, yeah, this looks like a pretty badass game. I, I like the look of it. Uh, I like all their-, their little awards as well. Just, like,
1: I mean, it's it's an Ultima looking game. It's gonna do well. It mm-hmm. can't possibly not do well. It mean, just looks good, and I'm glad that they made their uh, glad that they made their goal, and can't wait to see more about that.
2: Indeed.
0: All right, up next, R-Type Final Two, aiming for a brand new, the best shmup ever. <sighs> have you seen this yet, Scott? I have not. I didn't know that they're doing another R-Type game. They were looking for $550,000. They made their goal. They have $940,000. They know almost that's doubled. Be
1: another R type game. But how do I miss
0: these things? I don't know, Scott. Get on my level. Okay, I want to see this R type stuff, man. Oh, you're going to get to see it.
2: Oh! Oh, it looks so good! <laughs> oh my God, it looks so good!
1: Charge it up! Try shoot that beam! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> For
2: Whoa. those of
1: you who don't know, I'm a big fan of like these space jumps and stuff like that, like like R-Type and Darius and Gradius. I love these games, and this is, oh man!
0: Yeah, this you fit so right in right. with the, the, the retro speed gun running group, dude. You should, oh you should definitely come what in with some
1: R-Type? You don't know what R-Type is? Get on R-Level, man. You gotta charge up them lasers and go boom, boom, shoot that laser.
0: So it's basically going to be put on everything. And available in <gasps> Japanese and English. When's the release date? Estimated uh, delivery, why. July 2019. What? No, that's. Oh, actually, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Digital copy, December 2020. There you go. December, December
1: 2020. 2020. Oh, man, that's a long time
0: to wait. Yeah, but you can see all these pictures here. I know. Mm hmm. I mean, no, oh, second trailer works, update. Oh, uh, Scott, you want to see some more? Yes, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> This looks like the same one.
2: Yeah, it does. Oh. Yes. Dude. Pilot? Yeah, this
0: is, yeah, this is the same trailer we watched before. why are you tell me it's an update? It's bull plug. Physical copy of the game and the <laughs>
2: soundtrack.
1: Oh my god, that's so cool! I didn't know they were making another R type. Oh, I man. can't wait for this. That's like half the reason I want to get the the Sega Genesis minis because it includes Darius. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Okay, digital I mean, copy there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of cool other games on there, but there's Darius, so you know.
0: Digital copies gonna, gonna run about forty bucks. Cool. So I mean, th- if you think about it. That's how popular our type is, I guess. Is that it, when you think about it, that the game is getting kickstarted and your digital copy is forty dollars, then yeah, yep, you knew they were going to get fully. I'll backed. probably go buy a physical physical copy of it. Oh, yeah. Kidding me? Physical copy <laughs> is uh, eighty-one dollars for the Kickstarter. Not bad. Yeah, a slipcase for PlayStation Four or the Nintendo Switch. You also have to include uh, international shipping, which is 3000 which is the... Wait, no. Whoa, what? Wait, what?
1: Those are those are Japanese dollars
0: there, by the way. Yeah, I here. know. 3000 Japanese dollars there, bud, yeah, 3, as 000, you were saying. 3000 yen is like... F- is $40. It's right 40? there. $40? Oh, okay. well... So basically, your physical copy... Isn't isn't $81. It's $120. Oof. Yeah.
1: yeah but it, it's a Kickstarter, so... That's I, true. I, I get it. You're you're, you're paying to kickstart the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably... I don't know. I'm probably lying when I say I probably won't throw any money towards this because it's R-Type, and I really would like another R-Type game. hmm But... Oof. 120 is a lot.
0: For a physical copy. Yeah. So you might be better off doing the digital.
1: I'll go and I'll pay retail for the game. That's for
0: sure.
1: (laughs) I might throw a couple dollars towards it just because it's, you know, I want another R-Type game. I mean, (laughs) R-Type. All right. So I'm definitely all about this.
0: So the next game, or I guess the last game we're going to look at, is called Ada, Tainted Soil. Colorful for world of aid and slash your way through dozens of enemies. It's a cool looking game.
1: There we go. Okay.
2: Oh, actually. this
1: Feels very... Whoa. Mm-hmm.
2: Whoa.
0: Whoa! Yep, it looks fun. Oh, jeez! I can see people speed running the shit out of this, dude. Oh my God, yes! Whoa! Do not poke the
2: bull. Whoa! Is that a huge
0: giant just crying over there for a second? That was crazy. Whoa!
2: Whoa! Whoa!
0: Jesus, that's a jump here. What? <laughs> the... Whoa! <laughs> what the? Damn! Right? Holy fuck!
1: This looks cool as hell.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Holy.
1: Oh. Crap.
0: That's what I'm saying, like, they, uh, they almost, uh, like, I didn't really read much on it, I just watched the trailer, and it looks like this is supposed to be, like, an older lady, so it's kind of cool to see, like, because it's not often that you ever see an old person as your main character for a game. She's pretty, uh... Agile for an old lady, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: no kidding.
0: I assume, you oh, know, I mean... I could be wrong, she may be fucking no. like younger than us for all I know. That's a big old bird. So they are not fully funded yet. They're looking for sixteen thousand dollars, basically seventeen thousand dollars. Dried eleven thousand, they have nineteen days to go, four hundred backers, so they're sixty-seven percent done. As you've seen it's not a bad looking game at all. It looks pretty good actually. It looks like it could be very fun to play. And I'm pretty sure if people speed, like, speedrunners would speedrun this but it looks of it. Oh, God, yes. It, that would be very speedrunnable.
2: It looks uh, like a really cool game.
0: So, yeah, digital copy of the game looks like uh, if you back for $19, you get a digital copy. And your name in the credits, by the way. And nice. you get a digital wallpaper, which is kind of nice. Only well, $19? That's pretty good. Yep. And for $41, you will also get a Digital Development Diary with Exclusive Art. Uh, for, oh, for the music lover out right there, you'll get the Digital OST. Yes. Uh For $66, uh, you'll also get a pack of goodies, posters, and stickers. Ooh. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the art style, too. It's really nice. Windows. They all will be on a lot of systems. It actually, it looks a lot like um, the same type of art style that Moonlighter c- kind of goes for.
2: Looks
1: pretty neat. Indeed. Very kind of like Zelda esque sort of like adventure sort of game. Mm-hmm.
0: Being able to like dodge, roll, use
1: abilities. I am very interested.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like I said, every week we always come back with like a bunch of like games that are just fantastic. All right. Uh, a very, very creepy-looking
1: monster set, which is kind of like sets a good atmosphere for the game. Where it's like, hey, you're going to be doing this adventuring, but hey, look at the things you're going to have to fight. Oof! Look
0: big ass bear. Giant <laughs> bear. Oh, it doesn't say anything about her, really. But yeah, it looks like you do alchemy. Yeah. So you, you do alchemy, and it looks like you have a big hood and stuff. Oh. And you pick up ingredients. Oh, almost like uh, Secret of Evermore. Right? Oh, that's cool. I like that. Rue. All right. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, that's Ada. If you guys are interested in helping, go go give them, go give them some help. Kickstart them. Uh, they're at sixty-seven percent. They're not that far away from uh, reaching their goal, but
1: especially for a game that
0: looked as good as that, man, and uh, see, and that's the other terrible thing is when we go and look at Kickstarters that look this good and like w- when you know, like we were looking at one, like, I think last time that had like. Hardly any money going towards it at all, but like it looked fantastic and right. it's just like it's sad that those games get overlooked but it, see what 'll probably most likely happen is they'll either still do it and still make their money out of it, or uh some other independent company or studio will pick it up and you know pay them to do it kind of thing so but anyways that's all that's all we have right now for this week. That was a, but yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of cool games, you know, a lot of cool updates, a lot of cool everything. Love the yeah, fucking I mean, retro community, man. Shit.
1: Yeah, so I good. mean Can't wait for the new R type game, this new Zelda that I'm probably gonna play from just throwing that out there.
0: But uh <laughs> are you gonna stream it though? Maybe. On, you you should. should. But uh thank you guys for coming by for the Indeed.
1: Live podcast, thank you very much. For, these, for whoever is listening to the, uh, the recast, thank you for listening. Indeed.
0: Always appreciated. And uh, remember, for those of you um, looking for an audio version or even the video version later, if uh, you don't watch it on Twitch, uh, I always include a YouTube uh, link for the video, and I always include a...
2: Uh... Whoa!
0: Thank you for the five bits. I also include um, the uh, sound engine um, link as well which has the audio file that you can download and listen to at your leisure Mm -hmm. so and uh, yeah we're also hitting up a few other sites, Blueberry um, Google Play um, trying to think of some of the other ones now, Uh, Spotify uh, yeah Google Play Music, there you go TuneIn podcast.com Mixcloud oh sorry I keep saying sound engine it's shout engine I'm a fucking shout engine. I'm, I'm, a butt. <laughs> I'm so sorry shout engine sound you guys engine. were great to us uh, <laughs> yes I'm, you I'm, have been but anyways again thank you all for joining us uh, have yourselves a good evening I'm going to throw a host over to who's on right now let's host up someone who's playing some games Let's see. Oh, let's host up Sinister. There sinister one is playing some Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Probably with. Ah, it is General Andrews. All right, have yourselves a good evening. Love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. We'll see you guys next week for more great podcast news and retro gaming. Mm hmm. Solid. Later, guys.